Hello, and broadcasting from the beautiful central coast of California, it's the Dr. Death Danger Radio Show. Ah. Oh, I thought you splashed yourself for a second. Maybe I should be a voice actor. (laughs) To be, but not to be. Not to be. I keep forgetting to try to get my like. Have you watched last last action hero? Yeah. I was gonna say speaking of like voice acting and audio, but I keep forgetting to like actually try to get my audio book hustle on. Like, I just I keep forgetting to do it. I want to try to do it. One percent, bro. One percent. The listeners. Welcome back to the Doctor Death Danger Radio Show with your boys James and Edward. How's it going, my dude? I'm Edward. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your boys, the new kings of Instagram. That's right. I started myself a personal Instagram, which is honestly promotes more of this podcast shamelessly. Literally, most of my like freaking posts right now has just if been my interactions in life. Yeah, podcasting. If you for check- you peeps. Listening friends or homies, or even local homies that are checking us out. It's like, hey, I know these nerds. Fuck it. Let's hang out with them. Yeah, if... um, You might be shocked. We'd be either entertaining or cringy. Yeah. Or both. Both. I'm okay with both because if we're cringy or what, you know, uh, but like if we're at least interesting and people still can walk away liking us, I'm cool with that. Hey, good brother Nick. I don't know why. He's not my brother. Yeah, my brother Nicholas. Um, he is he still like giving us feedback on the show? Yeah, every once in a while he lets me know, uh, you know, how we're doing and stuff. And uh, yeah, we haven't put out a stinker yet, as far as I can tell. At least as he's concerned. I don't know if he's gone back to watch our older episodes, which I would argue, bro, uh, those are growing pains and they suck. Yeah, there was like so many downloads on the first episode, which is our first episode of Rocket Love. If you want to go back. If you want to go here and listen to Growing Pains, a lot more qual- cheap quality mics and stuff, freaking check it out. You know, but if you love the quality yeah. now, then don't go back, but don't worry. We're talking about Brett, because we're back today to talk about yeah. episode two of season three of Rock and Love, i.e. Rock and Love Bus. And we're also here, before we get to the appetizer, we're going to whet your palate with a very thick appetizer. Huh, appetizer, because they have appetite for the show. Uh, Use Your Illusion 1 by uh, by Guns N' Roses. It was a very long one. Man. Now, you and me have been spending an hour just hanging out talking before we started this yeah. podcast. Is there anything you want to talk about before before we really go on? What is about life that you want to speak of? Now, honestly, at the time of this recording, we're tracking on a Monday. Literally, yeah. a d- like, two days or a day out, like, a day. How would you, like, say it? We're tracking on definitely an off day. We're two days out because I'm going to be traveling out of town. So to be responsible and keeping up with this, we're like two days out. So there's only been like a day of just like freaking we haven't seen each other. My journey watching this episode last night was brutal because I was at the computer. Um, I was hanging out with um, I was hanging out on the computer playing some games with folk. And then I was like, okay, I've got to gotta watch this episode but in so i was but i also have one of my projects open i had uh easy drummer 2 which i used to program my drums open and i, I still had something on there that i was working on. i'm like okay i'll just finish this and then i ended up piecing together and then next thing i know i've got like five songs 
rough draft songs put together in like four hours have passed. I'm like, well, shit. So at this point, it's like 2.30 in the morning. Oh. So I'm like, okay, you know what? Okay, okay. I'm going to sit down and watch this. And just... Uh, sometimes I had to take breaks sometimes because I'm used to watch this in Don't intervals. Don't worry, You got after this, you got like all this week and then yeah. all next week. Yeah. You'll be a minute. Um, so yeah, you have to watch the, just the episode three. By the time I got finished finally watching that goddamn thing, it was about 4.30. And I was like, fuck, I'm tired. I don't know when James is going to meet tomorrow because I couldn't remember if he worked or not. So I was like, we're either going to meet at like four or five or fuck. He might even want to meet at 12 or one. So I was like, fuck, I should really go to sleep. But I looked at the time and I was like, you know what? It's almost 5 a.m. They're almost open. I'm hungry. Oh, I went yo. and got I went and got myself some fucking breakfast sandwiches at Ooh. McDonald's. Nice. Or I would have. I got there right at five, and then I noticed the screen wasn't on in the drive-through. And then my old buddy, who who I used to work with over there, Manager Victor, he goes, "Hey, hola, Eduardo, cómo estás?" I'm like, "Hola, Victor." I don't know why I'm saying it in Spanish. Basically, I'm like, "Hey, why aren't they why open?" Not? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> well, isn't that how you like? Isn't this how you be interacting <clears throat> with good friend Victor? True. So Victor was like, "Ay, Lalo, cómo estás?" I'm like, "Ah, oh, Victor, bien y tú?" He said, "Oh, sí, sí. Ah, uh, sabes that uh, he he speaks simplified Spanish because he knows my Spanish isn't that good, so he dumbs it down. It's like, "Oh, tú sabes, uh, so trabajando con la basura." I'm like, "Oh, sí, way." Um, and so eventually I asked him, "Hey, por qué uh, uh, no open?" And he said, "Oh." Uh, no, no masa cinco, uh, cinco y treinta, five thirty. And I was like, damn it. And he, I was like, oh, por qué? And he basically says, he says, he's basically says, uh, a lot of the new workers are all lazy now. <laughs> so, so yeah, five thirty. And I guess they don't get that good of work done. So yeah, so I had to chill in the parking lot for a bit. And then I finally, I get my goddamn breakfast sandwiches. They smell so good. I get my hash browns. I get the hash brown. I put it in my mouth and I'm like, Aww. Was it cold? It wasn't as hot and crispy as it should have been in the morning. Bruh! Which disappointed me because they had just opened seven fucking minutes ago! I say seven minutes because you might be thinking, why didn't you just go in immediately through the drive-thru? Well, because one, I remember when I opened, I would hate it like as soon as I opened, there'd always be a car or two that just go right in and I'd have to rush back. So I'm like, I'm going to give it a minute. I look down at my phone. The next thing I know, I see like... Uh, in front of me and behind me, just like three sets of lights come on. Next thing I know, vroom, truck goes in. Vroom, car goes in. Vroom, truck goes in. Damn. Just one after another. And I'm like, oh, Fucking fuck. savages. So, yeah. But it was still tasty. Uh, and then I went home, passed the fuck out, and then uh, listened to our boys at GNR. Yeah, no. You asked me, like, the time, but I can tell you this yesterday, because friggin' uh, yesterday I munched on some Were breakfast. you unsure until today? No, no, I munched on some breakfast, like, I went out and surfed and stuff. I got home and surfed, and friggin', I wasn't sure if I had to make, like, a friggin' meal or something. But, like, my friggin' Punisher roommates bought pizza, so I fucking slammed five slices friggin' from oh. Gino's Pizza. And then I was, like, doing some things, and I was like, alright, I'm gonna watch, like, a video or two to unwind, and then I think I'll watch, like, no, I was going to watch some New Japan Pro Wrestling that happened over the like the weekend and stuff. I'm like, I'm going to watch some of this, 
gonna like unwind and then I'm gonna do some freaking uh I'll watch Brett Michaels. And then I fucking crashed out for two and a half hours, straight up death nap. I'm like, yeah, I, I had a nap. I wake up and you ask me, oh, so we uh we doing uh podcast tomorrow? I was like, yeah, bro, I'm taking notes right now. I wasn't taking notes right now. Oh, you fucking liar. You said you were watching. I wondered why you didn't start posting pictures of you watching it till like four in the morning or like three in the morning. What do you mean three in the morning? Yeah, it was. Uh, no. Yeah. You sent a picture of you watching it at 530 a.m. Wait. No, wait. No. Did I look 530 unless we're in different time zones, which is impossible. How? No, I literally am waking up at 530 because I had to go to work this morning. I received this picture at 530 a.m. I think I posted that like eight or nine. Then why? But I didn't get the. I did. It did. Mm. Anyway. Yeah, no, no. That's not. No. Here's what happened, everybody. I just asked, what's the word on tomorrow? Take your notes right now. So tomorrow's a go. And I'm like, oh, fuck. I mean, cool. Time didn't respond to me till fucking today. Hey, creep by 630. And I'm like, KK, JJ. Then he sent me that. Hey, you called me oh, JJ. Oh, that's why you sent that. I thought you just, I thought you were being sarcastic, being like, ha, that's funny. But no, okay, so he sent me a picture of fucking, um, what's Jonah that actor's Jameson? name? Well, J. Jonah Jameson from Sam Ray's, you know that meme? Him going, <laughs> well, isn't he, he the back only Jonah Jameson? Um, I don't know. I mean, there's been others throughout media. No, I'm talking about in like the live action Spider-Man movies. I, that depends. Was he an amazing Spider-Man? I think the Andrew Garfield one. Yeah, I would have to check on that one. But he wasn't freaking uh the recent like Spider-Man. J.K. Simmons. That's the actor. Yeah, but like J.K. Simmons was like all, Jonah James. I know he made a cameo recently as J.J. in like what one of the Tom Holland Spider-Man. Yeah, and it counts. I think he's the yeah. only one that plays JJ. No one could be JJ. Yeah, that's that fine with JK me. Simmons. That's fine with me. He's great. Yeah, I know. I need pictures of Spider because J. Jonah Jameson in the comics is actually that asshole and ridiculous to like a comical degree. And he just he got that perfectly. All right, then look at that. We've made it past 10 minutes or introductory of life to any of our like friends that like hanging out and want to listen to what's going on for oh, the most part. Really quick, the last thing I thought you Hey, think we got was- stories of like Mickey D's. <laughs> And me the pissing last... off Edward by lying to him <laughs> to make sure he does the work. The fucking... Oh, that's why you did that? You're a dick. So <laughs> I, w- I was talking to my friend, good friend Moira, who I do my hentai podcast with, and she was talking... What was that bad boy called? Plug it now! Uh, Anime Titty Hour. <laughs> All right. I wonder if good so... brother Nicholas is going to check it out. Oh, did I tell you... I was talking to him about that, about because I get because uh, the uh, my nephew Nick Jr. watches anime, and then I'm talking to Nick about it, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I've watched an- uh, uh, anime since like you know years back, back when it was on Toonami in the late '90s, early 2000s." And, and then Nick tells me, Nick tells me, "Yeah, Eddie, I know, I know, I know all about you, you know, watching hentai." <laughs> and I said, "What?" I said, "Nick." How the hell do you know what hentai is? And he says, Eddie, look, I can't have been around as long as I have. And you you realize, you see pretty quickly that it exists. So I know what I'm talking about. And I, 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 I can guess you like it. And I never gave him an actual answer. Savage. Savage. But yeah, that's what he says. I know all about your... 
your hentai. And I'm just like, Nick, what the hell? Savage, bro. But yeah, I was talking for Moira and um, um, the topic of pink came up and she was like, yeah, I like pink, but not like hot pink. I'm like, bro, hot pink's the best pink. She's like, no, it's not. And I said, yeah, neon, bright, loud, stupid pink, like those glam metal dudes from the 80s. She's like, was that a thing? So then- What? Uh, so wait, wait. Well, I can maybe see she, some people not aware. She's very under a rock. I had to explain to her what SJW meant. Okay. And I had to, I had to explain. I have to explain a lot of basic stuff to her sometimes. She, she's, she's special. But no. Look, so then I sent her these three pictures. Brutal. My favorite's the one on the top. Can you try to describe that to the viewers? Well, viewers, as I can see, I see a man with very. Big hair, I'm guessing is a man. It could he pass as a lady, but most likely as a gentleman that is wearing some thick eyeliner, some friggin' dark red lipstick. Yeah. He has a pink, you could say like dime bag like shaped guitar, but kind of looks like a fucking blow up doll at the distance I'm at. Oh fuck it does. So he has like this hot pink blow up doll guitar. He's wearing uh what I'm guessing is a friggin' uh blue tiger print. Blue tiger print fucking dress shirt with like a very fluffy a pink a pink blouse. Yeah, yeah. Are those feathers on him? I don't know. It's something. But yeah, he's and, pretty wild looking. And then I sent her a cover of a Cinderella album, which, as you can see, is eighty five percent pink. Yes. And her response was, "Fuck." <laughs> she couldn't believe that existed. So that was a fun conversation. Well, she has been inducted into... Speaking of glam... Speaking of glam, we're here to talk about glam, or at least stuff from the glam. Yeah. Now, obviously, the appetizer today is... Use Your Illusion, a.k.a. Hey Look Everyone, Axl Rose Can Play Piano, part one. Is that is it all the piano work, Axl Rose? I Well, I believe so, because... Some most of it because they it's weird because they have a keys guy that is with them on this album and they have a keys player tour with him. But straight up piano, piano, I think is all Axel. This album, this was crazy to think about. This album is 30 years old this year. It released two weeks before Nevermind. We were just talking about Nirvana earlier. That's pretty insane. That's fucking wild. Can you imagine a world? And here's the thing. Like, if you look it up on the wiki, this thing was, like, recorded from, like, January to of, August. But it was, like, January of 1990 to August of 1991. No, obviously, there's a Use Your Illusion Part 2, and we'll yes. be reviewing that next episode. But for this episode, we're reviewing Use Your Illusion Part 1. Yeah. Uh, which is actually a funny story because the huh. Megadeth book that you gave me about the time where they're writing. Oh, they mentioned this? Yeah, while they were recording Rest in Peace, the engineer for this one, for Use Your Illusion, was the guy that engineered. Um, well, the, pro the producer engineer, or at least the producer, he produced Rest in Peace. Wow. But, like, literally, he told Megadeth, like, hey, if I get the call from Guns N' Roses, I gotta bounce. And near the end, I think during the mixes, the mixing stages, the guy's like, I got the call from Axel. Sorry, gotta go. So the engineer was all by himself, and Dave was too incognito to really get feedback on the mixes. So he had to trust his gut on that one. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. Crazy time. So literally before the dude. I'm just thinking how dope that album sounds. I'm like, fuck. Get that sound engineer guy a producer's job. Well, the well the producer then went and worked on this. Oh yeah, 
Yeah. The guy was literally working on Rust in Peace before he come on to use the illusion for fucking two years. Well, God, could you imagine? A year I, and I remember, a half. I remember researching just for funs and giggles, like the recording process during this. And apparently it well, it's was very just, fucking big and dynamic and cinematic. I could say that. Apparently it was just hell because this is when communications were really were kind of starting to break down between Axel and Slash. Specifically, like, I think it was Duff McKagan that said specifically, or maybe it was Izzy, that it was at a point where, like, the mixings would, like, take forever. Um, But then, you know, there was a Ryan, too. But then it was a point where, like, if Axel liked the mix, Slash probably didn't like the mix. And if Slash liked the mix, Axel probably didn't like probably didn't like the mix either. Oh, that sounds like hell. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Use Your Illusion 1 and 2. You know, we didn't really touch on exactly how how iconic Guns N' Roses is last time. Like we did, but there's like some image things, like specifically that Appetite for Destruction cover is like a classic. It's it's one of the iconic you see it on t-shirts and shit. It's one of the iconic designs. It's like it's right up there with like the Led Zeppelin Angel, you know, doing that thing. Or um the Stairway to Heaven shirt. But this album this one and Use Your Illusion Part 2, because if you don't believe in EPs and cover albums, they really only have the four albums, Appetite, These Two, and then Chinese Democracy. And then whatever the single's coming off of, or and is if, it just a single? Have you listened to New Guns N' Roses single? Yeah, that song's interesting. Apparently that song's actually been around forever, and it actually, but it was a different name, and then it leaked in 2017, and then they just dropped it this year. But that is like Slash and Duff playing on it. Wow. What'd you think of Guns it? Guns N' Roses is a weird band. I thought they it was are a f- weird band. They're like, but I mean weird as people, not weird in music. Oh no, they're, they're both, I think. But they're know. weirdest people. We haven't gotten the Chinese democracy. That one's funny because, well, I'll save it for when we get there. But yeah. Um, hey, we got two more episodes on that one. But yeah, no, they really only have the four albums. And it's crazy because you ever really talk to Guns N' Roses fans? They're really like fucking savages. Because, well, yeah, because they because they only had the three records. Their music's been so like hyper analyzed and stuff. And they're like on a musicianship level. So through and through, they're just like, oh, my God, just classic, 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 you know. So it, it's an interesting realm we're in. Like, no, believe me, <laughs> I understand Guns N' Roses is huge. Like, I forget how huge they are yeah. sometimes. Uh, two words about this album. Well, it's an it's fucking w- long. It's one number and a word. Seventy five minutes. Now listen. Seventy six. So, yeah, it's closer to seventy six. Now listen. It is seventy six. It's oh, an hour I, and sixteen. Oh, I thought it was an hour and si- I thought it was an hour and fifteen. <laughs> it's hour and sixteen. But now listen, this album. Too long. This album was interesting to listen to for two reasons. One, I usually really don't listen to EPs longer than like fifty five minutes. Now, do I like songs off those records? And have I heard them at some point? Yes, but listen all the way through. Mm, very rarely. I usually, I, I, I'm at the like between 30 and 45, maybe 50 minute cap. That's where I am. And like, normally I break up listening to albums kind of in like, not two sessions, but I spread out the songs. This one I was fucked because I had to listen to this in one go. Same. So I, I, well, I, I worry. Was, I was also, I got to work and actually I took a break because I had to go on lunch. Yeah. When I was like writing like, it was like freaking um, writing down like my thoughts. Per mm. song. But all right, let's start this thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got 16 fucking songs. Just a quick little note that I find interesting. Use Your Illusion 1 sold less than Use Your Illusion 2. So technically, this is the underdog of the two. And I thought well, here's it was- the thing, I looked at fucking Use Your Illusion 2 and it's got fucking more bangers. Yeah. I mean, but, the, but, the, but I was interested because this one has November Rain on it. 
which is one song. It's one song, but, but then they both came out the same time. Yeah, 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 yeah. This debuted at no, this, part one, debuted at number uh, number two, and part two debuted at number one. How about that? Weird. So track one, here we go. Next door to hell. This is a good intro track. It starts with a strong bass riff from Duff McKagan. It's a mostly punk rock sing-along song. Yeah. Right next door to hell. You know? I'm gonna call it punk rock. Well, it's like well, I said I last time, there's punk you hear the punk influence. Yeah, but though. I would say I would call it high octane. High octane. High octane rock. Okay, uh, a high octane rock song, sing along song, you know, right next door to hell. And then at one point, for some reason, um, I think it was right before the guitar solo, you just hear Axel Rose go, fuck you, bitch. I, swear I, don't, that's think what he said. I don't think you went that hard. I'll play it right now. I swear you went harder <laughs> than he did. Uh, but I yeah. listened to the fucking song. But yeah, now obviously there's 16 songs and might be lost in transition. See, this song tricks you because as good as it is, I really like the song. You think the whole album will kind of be like this, like you expect a ballad or two, but you're like, oh, this album's just gonna be banger after banger after dan and there. Um, but no, and it's like three and a half minutes too. Um, yeah, no thoughts on the song. My thoughts is that you know it is a high octane boy. You could say it's like a little like in your face and exciting. I would say it's good, but. I don't know. Starting off the album, I feel like it isn't too strong. I mean, it's no Welcome to the Jungle. Yeah, but. it's no Welcome to the Jungle, and it's like a tier above some of their filler songs. Yeah. But it still wasn't just like, it didn't blow me away. I was like, okay, this is, all, this is all right. Track two is called Dustin Bones, and I don't mean Dustin like the name and Bones, or Dust and Bones. No, Dust to the letter N and Bones. So this song is interesting because I don't know how this proceeds on the second album but um there's a lot of like i mean slash is a very blues inspired player and there's blues on this song but there's a lot of like country influences i feel on this album oh no i i can uh attest to that and this is one of them i i liked it it's almost five minutes but it's a catchy good time it's mellow but it's still kind of but it still feels like them you know i i i could say i liked it yeah it's like if you ask me it still feels like it is guns and roses but yeah friggin', um all right. Well, my opinions was it's a blues boy. Yeah, it is. That's for sure. It's definitely more a blues derivative song. But for some reason, I felt like this felt a little bit better than the first song for me. I could feel that. Like it didn't like it might not be as like high as energy in your face, but like I feel like this feels a little bit more like the first song. I'm maybe I just felt it was a little generic. Mm, that's fair. And then this song, I felt like kind of was able to steer away from the genericness now is it hard to say it's good you know what you could say it's good but it's for sure it's like you're used to like high octane free yeah, yeah, yeah. master brown like you know mr brownstone <laughs> it's not brownstone welcome to the jungle like up, yeah i can see down. this yeah yeah freaking <laughs> you're gonna feel a little like okay that's one thing about this, this, is this. a little slow so, okay that's one critique i do have about this album there's not nearly as much sex in the lyrics. Well, in five years, <laughs> I don't know how much sex you can five, handle. There was five years between the things. No, 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 no maybe it was like three or four. Three or yeah. four. Track three is Live and Let Die by Wings, a.k.a. Paul McCartney. It was interesting. Well, I mean, I've heard this song before. Well, yeah, it's on the radio. It, yeah. But um, 
I mean, it's not the original, but it, I think it's all right. The Cartars are like, it sounds cool and all. And I sometimes I feel like they just straight up sampled the strings from the old one. Maybe they just had really good players to replicate it. But I don't know. It there doesn't, was some it strings on this. It does. Yeah, there was, but it doesn't. And you have Slash playing along with it. But like, it doesn't feel as big as Paul McCartney's version. Like Paul McCartney's version sounds like you're listening to like a fucking explosion. This one, it feels like you're like just I don't know. I, I never hated the song, and it's it, I think they busted it out live. Well, for me, but. I say the song is a classic, and so far, yeah, it is. This album's getting really cinematic. Like, yeah, like the first record is pretty bare bones. Yeah, this is just like you're hearing pianos, you're hearing <laughs> symphonies. There's a harmonica on I a wrote, few songs. No, and then no, I was reminded this was a Mac- Paul McCartney song, and yeah. then I realized, oh god, and I kind of discredited Guns N' Roses for a second because I thought this was like their <laughs> song. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, bam, bam. I'm like, that riff is a banger, and I realized, oh, it's a fucking Beatles, it's a fucking Beatles boy riff. Okay, I'm like, so far Guns N' Roses isn't looking the best on this record. I'm like. Yeah, if a fucking be- if like a Beatles boys riff is a little bit more coming out better than you guys originally, I'm a little discre- I'm starting to discredit you guys. It's this album's not feeling as strong as Appetite, but I mean there there's there's a couple different camps of Guns N' Roses fans, but there is a very strong contingent where they're just like, yeah, I mean all their music's cool, but Appetite's like the best one through and through. Which I feel like I might be that guy, but yeah, and that's we're the gonna thing. Find if out. we're comparing like how like like. This is get, this is bigger and cinematic, but does it feel like it is like the quality of flow is like appetite? Does it mm. like because sometimes you listen to a record, the musicianship's and, on a different level, yeah, which is which is nice. You can tell, but for sure, for me going right now, I was like, oh, the purest banger, and I'm like, it's a Paul McCartney. <laughs> it's song. a Paul McCartney. Song. And which I don't know if it's like, see, you're using another person's song. It's like I don't know, that's not looking too good. Because remember, this is this was one of the singles, and the other big single off of Use Your Illusion two, besides uh, besides a couple other ones, was like five. Was, yeah, but like the one of the big singles and one of their biggest songs. Is knock knock knocking on heaven, which I found out. But that I is also like you could be my yacht. Oh, well, t- I can't wait to talk about. It. I want. I, yeah, I, but I can't was, wait to suck that. But song's that was pretty. T- yeah, but I was pretty stoked. It's Terminator Two. Bro. I was to say I can't wait to suck that song's dick next week. No, but, but I'm gonna say this: the next song, song four. I thought was a pretty fire ballad. This one's really good. So it's so called- I was like, this was like, okay, I'm getting faith in GNR now. So this one's called. You're Don't- not. You're not sucking too bad. So it's called Don't Cry parentheses original. Now that confused me, so I looked into it. They put the same song on both albums. Yeah, so on Use Your Illusion 2, there's, there's another Don't Cry, but this ha- it's this one's called Original because it's the original lyrics, but Use Your Illusion 2 has slightly different lyrics. Apparently, the meter and melody is a little different, too, but anyway, yeah, that's interesting. I'll say, like, this battle is pretty fire. Yeah. And right now, I'm like, okay, after Paul McCartney and this, this album's oh, yeah. picking up a bit. I forgot to mention, speaking of that, that knock, knock, knocking on Heaven's Door, I didn't know this till today. That's a Bob Dylan song. Oh, you didn't? No. Yeah, you sound like me with this, with the fucking <laughs> Paul McCartney song. I didn't remember. That's a little more surprising, I totally though. Forgo- I totally forgot. I was like, that's right. It was that, I, remember I heard that, this was a Paul McCartney song. Remember it was in that, uh, that Bond movie of the same name, Roger Moore. Yeah. Where he fought, where he basically, the bad guy was Papa Shango. <laughs> oh, God, that one? Yeah, yeah. The one that, yeah, the debatably racist one. Yeah. See, I knew Knock Knock, Knocking on Heaven's Door. Yeah. Was a freaking Bob Dylan song. I didn't know that. 
right. It's one of their best songs. But yeah, no, Don't Cry. Yeah, it's good. Um, I like Don't Cry. Uh, like I said, like you said, I'll, I'll just what you said. It's fire, a fire ballad. ballad. Yeah. Written well. I was engaged. Uh, how about the next one, though? Track five is back with the rock. It's a two and a half minute rock. Ba- uh, banger called Perfect Crime. It's that old school 50s inspired punky rock. Oh, I'm sorry. 50s high octane inspired well, rock. It's hard to say it's like 50s because it's so weird and slash bluesy. It's bluesy, but it's high octane at the same time. But the, I wrote down, it's like, dude, okay, this is feel kind of like almost a speed metalish song. It's like the same tempo as like Cider. did. It's, it's like it. the, it's like the same tempo as like Judas Priest's Exciter. Speaking of, but oh, I really yeah, thought yeah. this kind not of as mi- cool as Exciter. Though. Yeah, but I thought it could be missed. You can mm. really skip the song, and yeah. honestly, got really corny. It's uh, it's a shame too because uh, this is uh, this this song is the end of tape one side A. Um, There's four sides. Yeah. So side A, so side A is was was I think I liked it a little more than you, but it, it was all right. Now we move on to tape one, side B, track six. You ain't the first. I don't really have much on it. Just I wrote it's a short little because it's a short song. It's a short little country ditty. It's nice, easy listening. Um, the pacing on this album is really weird because. You know, you mentioned it was all cinematic and stuff, but at the same time, it's just a collection of songs, too. There's no, like, overarching thing connecting them. So some of the genre shifts can be a little jarring, but it, I, I anyway, I like the song. I wrote down it was a country boy, as you said, it was a country ditty, and I just was like, it was eh. I get you. Eh. It was like, eh. Track seven's called Obsession. We open up with a harmonica, which was sick, but I got pissed off because when the music came in and the hard rock started, I wrote here, this sounds like a Brett Michaels song. Wait, never mind. This sounds like a song Brett Michaels would rip off. And for some reason, when my brain made that connection with uh, Obsession, I uh, I couldn't get it out. But it's a catchy barroom song. Uh, it's got a nice groove to it, I wrote. Yeah, see, for me, I wrote this is some Southern Rock for some reason. Yeah, this going is on. Southern Rock. This is yeah. some Southern Rock made by some West Coast dudes or like some freaking uh, transplants. <laughs> Maybe they're like tradi- like they're traditionally like freaking, you know, grew up with Southern Rock. But this was like the harmonica was good. But this is yeah, this was here with some filler, and I was like, eh. Eh, you can skip this song. This was the pacing's dying here. Okay, now like you, you literally out to the fire ballad. These songs were just like missing. Oh no, you want to talk about the pacing being? Off? Oh god, track eight, back off, bitch. I wrote here. It felt a little filler, but no. Looking back now, this song's pretty fucking filler. Um, it's a fun rock song, but it, I wrote here. It feels like it was something left off of Appetite, dude. For me. This was a rocker, but for some reason, it made me think of the band Firehouse. <laughs> Why'd this make you think of Firehouse? I don't know. This sound like a song that Firehouse has done, and yep, it was kind of a bitch. I was like, dude, god damn it. Like, this album is dragging. I was going to say- These, like, fa- past four oh, songs- Oh, we're halfway through, though. Yeah, but, like, it was- <laughs> Yeah, but this album was an hour and 16 minutes. Yeah. This was dragging. This was not good. <sighs> 
<laughs> like, well, these are good songs, I guess. That's why, that's why I wrote several times throughout my note. I'm like, man, I can't doubt this musicianship, but maybe I shouldn't have been up till 5 a.m. watching Brett Michaels and E. No, no, I can tell nothings. you, too. It's just like, they're like, I would rather listen to some other things. These are fine songs, but this isn't lighting my world on fire. Uh, what do the, what do the kids say these days? Um, this ain't it, chief. I hear people say. Now, how about that double talking jive? It's another throwaway high octane song. It's filler. Ish? I feel it's filler. Oh, this felt weird thriller. Like Fil- there's a weird thriller. Th- filler. Filler. I did say thriller. <laughs> this was not thrilling me. It's fun filler though. Like I don't know. Like like I I I don't know if I would like go out of my way to listen to it again. But if I ever randomly heard it somewhere, like I wouldn't like, well, like the turn friggin- the channel like. The vocal delivery was definitely different, so it that, kept your oh, attention on that one. I forgot I want to ask: Did it seem like Axel's vocals, like delivery and like, I guess quality? Did it feel like they were kind of all over the place on the record? And you could say that him like going around in range and doing stuff. Yeah, because just say I'll admit this record was pretty experimental. Yeah, and double talking jive. I said didn't really have much of a jive to it, and it ended with a Spanish flamingo piece. I wrote that here. I was like, "There's a weird Spanish guitar at the end." The fades out. And I'm like, that's no jive. It's not. I liked it. I liked I liked that part. The song though. was confused. I like that part though. It was a very confused song. So yeah, that's tape one, side two. But now, finally. Oh fuck, here we go. Tape two, side A, track ten. Here we go, baby. November rain, y'all. What much does it say? It's a fucking huge cinematic classic. It's like you're listening to a movie. <laughs> it it is! Dude, what so what'd you think of the nine minute epic? Dude, it's November rain. It rules. It and fucking it, rules, it, it actually is oddly proggy, too. Yeah. Well, because you it's like the song, like, because, yeah. like, the freaking, it, the song starts shifting. Mm-hmm. But it literally just felt like, yeah, you're listening to a movie a little bit. Like, you feel like the, like, life of, like, I don't know, a freaking wrecked Axl Rose. I don't know his relationship stuff, but he's a pretty whacked out dude. Yeah. But, yeah, no, freaking November rain's a classic. It's great. It is long, so it could be a challenge. It can be daunting where it's, like, it's nine minutes, but... It's an easy nine minutes. I wrote here, though. Honestly, it kept me engaged, and I didn't get bored. I it, You have to remember. Dude, it's a classic, and I'm like, okay, find dude, something so after four songs of just... I wrote here. It's like it's the perfect ballad, you know? It's got emotions, good melody and chorus, lyrics to tug on the heartstrings, and it takes like four years to get to it, but bro, that second guitar solo at the end? Yeah. Oh, dude, it's fire. November Rain is a classic, and like you might not be down with ballad hard rock, but there's a lot of people that are, and just like, yeah. yeah. The song just rules. This song makes up for the filler we had to listen to get through. But then the next song, I felt so sorry because it could not survive November Rain. No, that's what I was going to say. I wrote here. November Rain was a juggernaut. I wrote here. I said, unfortunately, there are six songs left. (laughs) Track 11 is called The Garden. It's another pseudo country song, but it's pseudo a ballad, too. It's five minutes. And I wrote here. Yeah. uh, After November Rain, I checked out for a bit. (laughs) But then I remember. But I remembered Alice Cooper's actually on this song. So I perked up a little bit. It was a nice touch. Yeah. He's the, the best. Song, like, you know, I will admit the song, I liked it more than the fillers. Yeah. But it cannot survive November Rain. Oh, no. That no. was just like, you can't come after November Rain. You're done. <laughs> What's the song? In the Garden? Yeah, no. In the Garden. In the Garden did the job. They yeah. they did the job. Uh, but yeah, I wrote here, he saved this song from being dot, dot, dot. Well, it's still filler, but he saved it from being forgettable. It might be filler or it's just like, 
it was like, you know what? I could say it's a good song, but it just came off from November rain. <laughs> it's like anything will sound like filler coming off that song. Oh my gosh, yeah. Um, track 12. You know, we were really quick. We were talking about hour long records, pacing, November rain being prog. How's this stacking up to an Ice Earth record? We can save that to the end. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, 12 of Garvey. I wrote here, it's a two minute thrasher. It's not actually a thrasher, but it's a it's See, a fast I wrote song. down, like, this has to be something for the bit. first record. It didn't sound like that, too? It's totally sound like it, but then it's like, you know what? Let's also add all these weird fucking sound effects to it. Just to spice it up. <sighs> yeah. I but re- I, I still felt engaged here, though. It was kind of... Yeah, no, I was. It was kind of nostalgic almost to hear Axl Rose. He was singing about, like, you know rock and roll and other shit and at one point he just yells suck on that i'm like yeah axel you go king it literally just sounded like the song would have been around the first record era yeah yeah um track 13 i'm a little unsure how i feel on it's called don't damn me because it keeps up with the speed and it has cheesy lyrics about like axel putting pen to paper and how he doesn't give a fuck but like i like it but it's okay. I feel like I should like it more. Here's the thing. For me, it's like, this was a good and fun song. Like, I want to say filler, but at the same time, it can hold its own and yeah. it kept my attention. Like, there were some filler songs earlier where it's just like, yeah, but no, here yeah. it was like, I want to hate it, but just part of me, I just can't. No, it's fun. Um, yeah, and I wrote here, like, the music is great. Um, uh, so this ends tape two, side A, and... Okay, am I mishearing? I swear at the end of this song, uh, Axl Rose was like, all right! Then, like, under his breath, he's like, yeah, that sucked. Like, did it? That's what I thought he that said. That was a long time ago. I can't remember. It was like, like four hours ago. You listened to it today. Dude, I can't fucking remember. You're like, the little. <laughs> I think you might listen oh, to it more recently sucked. than me. Dude, I could fucking remember. I think you, like, you analyze it way more. I was listening. I, I was do. like, yo. But I feel like that perspective is good, you know? So, uh, here we go. <sighs> track 14, track 2, side A, is called Bad Apples. And all I wrote here was three words. Catchy, but filler. I wrote down, bruh, it's like if a rock band decided to write an Elton John song. <laughs> but I you don't sure that hate wasn't it. November Rain? But I don't hate it. No, I didn't hate it. No, this it. felt like an upbeat like Elton John oh, song. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was okay, very piano in your face. It was. That's why, that's why I said this record should have been named, Hey Guys, Axl Rose Can Play Piano. Or, Hey Guys, We Like Elton John. Yeah, yeah. They like a lot. So actually, Axl Rose, I, wrote, I saw in an interview um, that uh, he, came, he said that uh, his favorite band of all time was Queen, which was pretty piano heavy. Yep. And his favorite singer was Freddie Mercury. Here's the thing. Appetite Destruction sound like the top tier timepiece of like 87. Yeah. This felt like they were borrowing. All, they had a from lot their influences. of influences. Ni- yeah, from 1970s. I could hear that. This very felt like a 1970s album. Which is funny because. Not like an 80s banger. And that's the thing, too. That's what made me kind of like. That's what set them apart, and that's what helped them survive. I mean, maybe they could have lived off Appetite only forever. Yeah, unless they're just like poised. It's like, we'll just drop greatest hits, and we'll get new fans. Yeah, every like seven, eight years, let's just drop a fuck. Oh. So track 15's Dead Horse, and I wrote here, at this point, you feel like the album is kind of beating a dead horse, so it's I wrote down they haven't beaten the dead horse yet. (laughs) But it's a fun song. Yeah, I like it. 
I don't know, actually. I wasn't, well, I wrote here, I just wasn't super into it. Maybe it's because we were right near the end. Oh. I didn't hate it. Oh, speaking of the end. Speaking <laughs> of the end. The, for track 16. Fuck me. Track uh, 16. I wrote 17 for some reason. But track 16, Coma, the 10-minute epic. Now, this song's excessive, but it actually had, I looked it up, has kind of a crazy story about writing it. Basically, Axl Rose said in an interview, he tried to write that song for like a year, but couldn't do it. So he went to the studio to try writing it, but passed out, woke up, then sat down, then finished the song like off the top of his head. And it's like, okay, whatever. Um... But then he took lyrical inspiration from the fact that due to stress and depression earlier in like maybe it was 89 or 90, he took a shitload of like whatever pills and OD'd and got put in a coma. So, yeah, it's intense. What do you think of the song? See, I'm going to say I'm getting annoyed here. (laughs) It's the last song. And then right uh, as then I, I was like, I'm getting annoyed here. And I looked at it. I was like, it's 10 fucking minutes. What the fuck? See, why? I, and like, yeah. you can say it's cinematic because you're getting hearing like. This one's kind of proggy too. Like they added all the sound effects. Yeah, and they stuff. added sound effects to like have like the backstory. Like someone's like getting defibrillated and stuff. Like as the song goes, it gets better. Yeah. For no, sure, it does. It, it does, picks up near the end a lot. It does pick up near the end. But man, it's very masturbatory. Oh, masturbatory, like they're jacking themselves off yeah, as musicians. They're very masturbatory, yeah, yeah. like almost like, holy hell. I really wrote here, it's funny, that I said, the song itself isn't boring, it kept me pretty engaged, but fuck, why is it 10 minutes um, at, at, the long, at the end of this long-ass album? Yeah, good composition, good guitar work. Um, I remember Axel saying in an interview that apparently this song specifically was like one of like Slash's pet project and baby. So this is something that he like really tried to like perfect type of thing. Of course, the fucking musician that noodles around on his guitar wants them write fucking 10 minutes of him yeah. noodling around on his guitar. Not a lot of noodling. Like I remember we were talking about like last album, or especially like- Paradise City where you could hear the guitarist doing too. I told you they don't really do it after that album. I would say there was a couple songs. No, there felt, were, but not to no, that extent. I could extent. say the first song was like that because I felt like I'm yeah. listening to the first song. It's like, why is guitar is louder in my right ear than my left ear? That's Slash's guitar. Fucking Slash's guitar. Unless it was just mixed poorly. But yeah, no, it was that's- something. Dude, <laughs> if you had to mix 32 fucking songs. Yeah. Dealing with Axl Rose. And old mixing. And Where slash. literally you have to take out the physical tapes and slice them oh, apart. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Fuck, I wanted to pass out just... 32 fucking songs. I wanted to pass out just there thinking about it. There might be some errors. No, 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 yeah, yeah. But for sure... Here's what I could say about Use Your Illusion, and I feel like you'll agree with me. Great mus- career-defining musicianship. Some very strong songs, but bloated. Very, very bloated. And I feel bad saying that because it is an iconic. These are iconic records. No. And people really love them cover to cover, I'm pretty sure. So those are like the GNR fanboys. Yeah, we are not GNR fan. I, we I'm not. a pretty good GNR size GNR fan, but yeah, no. Uh, yeah, man, it's a little too long. It's like. Oh. I think anything here. I'll say what I said. Yeah. Like, I could say, to be honest, 
I had more fun listening to this album than Appetite. Really? Appetite, I know what I was getting, and at times I was just kind of bored because it's just like, I know what I was getting, and honestly, it was pretty safe for itself. This record was pretty dangerous. They did a lot of things. Sometimes it was really good, and sometimes it was really bad. But you feel those bads. Like, yeah. you want to just, like, it's like, it keeps your attention. Well, when you're forcing yourself, you, I like having ups and valleys. It really, like, it makes me go, like, okay. And that end, when I make it through, I'm like, all right, that was a fucking experience. Like, there's some really good highs, and then there's some weird lows. Yeah. But for some reason, if you ask me, like, once November rained down... It was a pretty, like, I was not hating the record. Okay. Everything I thought was pretty cool. And then there was, like, the friggin', like, the first two songs, I was like, what's going on here? <laughs> but then the Paul yeah. McCartney and the fire bound, I'm like, all right, this sounds pretty sick. Then it was just the death fucking, like, stead spill, <laughs> just fucking filler song. That was, so like, just, four like, or five songs in a row for you, wasn't it? Yeah, I'm just like, bro, why the fuck are all these songs in here? These hey. felt very masturbatory. And I'm just like, I'm dying. Except once double, like, literally double talking jive because that felt weirdly different. And yeah. that, like, challenged me. It's like, okay, the vocals are really weird. Mm -hmm. Like, the rhythm, like, the instrumental is pretty good. Yeah. I don't want to say the song's really good, but at the same time, it's like, it definitely feels different. Yeah. And then the flamingo piece is like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, literally, something for me to talk about. It's like, what the hell's going on here? Excessive musicianship but then november rain down it's like it's pretty competent i think that just really says how good of a song november rain is because it because honestly i i uh when we were uh like two or three songs we were talking before Believe november me. rain i thought you were gearing up to say you didn't you straight up just didn't like the record well i would say the experience of the record is like one thing it's like freaking even like the 10 minute masturbatory coma song, it's like, you know what? I'll take that over the freaking Despel, like the filler songs. Masturbatory coma, I like that. And like, I knew what I was getting into when I freaking was listening to this and stuff, but I'll admit, this has been the best hour long, over hour long album that we've talked about on the show. Yeah, I'd agree. Like, like, I'd agree a lot. Compared to the Ice Earth ones, yeah. and even better than the, like, Slipknot ones. I don't know where you stand on that stance. But I feel like I like this experience more listening to it. It depends if the first song goes over an hour, which I don't think it does. So, in that case, yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. Because I like a lot of those songs. And Ice Earth fucking suck cocks. Because <laughs> that didn't need to go hours long. This was like, okay, you know what you're getting. And there's a lot of stuff where it's like, it's very piano heavy. Yeah. It's very huge and cinematic. Yeah. It was almost unpredictable. It was. That's what always makes it fun. And that's what when GNR you're coming does. In, yeah. When you're coming in, never listen to, and it's unpredictable. Like, am I going to say it's like, oh, this is like, I'm going to be listening on repeat. Oh, fuck no. No. Oh, fuck no. I love the fucking hits, but anything else is just like, no, I can miss. But I'm sitting here like, all right, if I had a review and just like, this was an experience. From it's yes. good to it's bads. And believe me, that I commit has some life. But nothing should be more than a fucking hour. <laughs> God yeah. damn it. Yeah, it's like, I remember, when was it? I remember. Um, but we're seeing... stuck with Use Your Illusion Part 2, which is just the same fucking length. Is it like the same? I know it's a sort of same amount of songs, but is it like the same length? Hold on, let me, let me find this out. Great. Freaking dead air. I was going to look it up, but freaking... I don't know. I, no, because I was on the Wikipedia page, and uh, 
bro, it's like the same exact time. It's 75 minutes, 55 seconds, and part one is 76 minutes, 9 seconds. I fucking told you. Okay, you're right. Bro. All right, we'll see what the next one goes, though, too. Well, I have a feeling this could be more exciting. It's weird. You're getting a very unpredictable experience. This is what I'm thinking of. That's what I like. That's kind of what I like about it, though, because I would rather have something I'm not Bro, expecting. Appetite, you know what you're getting. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. more of the same. Because I've like, never there's great yeah. hits, and it was top tier for what it is. This one, there are some lows. But you don't know what you're getting. Yeah, it's a very, very unique. And I like that. I would rather, I would rather that that has ups and downs than something that's straight bad or straight good. Because, like you said, this makes like I'm really thinking about the songs we heard to get here. Then appetite just a few days ago. This makes um, this makes appetite sound like not obsolete, but it just sounds like. It's just a different realm, you know. It just it just makes Appetite look so just simple and crude, which it is. But by comparison, you know, I don't think it, like GNR could survive doing another Appetite. No, 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 no. And then them like the cinematics were like huge, but like freaking this seemed like a bitch and a half. Because Coma like tells you a story. It's just it's a ten minute song at the end of an hour long album, so it it's kind of shot itself in the foot. Yeah, for sure. These are dudes that have freedom to kind of do what they want. Yeah. It's pretty interesting. All right, we're going to take a piss break, and we'll be back. Brett Michaels, someone who doesn't take fucking, like, isn't dangerous musically. No. Oh, but no, he tours a lot. 300 days out of the year. (sighs) And listeners, we're back. It's like I took a piss and then I'm like I was walking by the gentleman outside and one dude was talking about how he's killing fish face to face. Look at him straight in the eye as he, like, stabs them. Uh, okay, bro. Yeah, I know. That was me, too. I was like, <laughs> I'm the quickest piss in the West. And then it's like, yeah, I've been, yeah, I've been, I've gone free diving and stuff. I've killed some fish. And yeah, you'd be surprised how, like, how much smarter than you think they are and stuff. Just seen them face to face. And I'm just like. I feel like this is something worth saying on the podcast. These are just <laughs> weird things you just hang out a lot. This is what happens when you just walk around and listen. Yeah. Everyone's got something interesting to say. They got usually. something to say. Okay. So if I remember right, the way we used to do this was you give a recap on the episode. I do the f- stupid fucking theme song. Well, I'm going to tell you. Recap of the episode. We started off. Brett Michaels realizes that he's having issues finding love. The past two hasn't worked. And he realized, you know what? I'm a man that lives on the road. I freaking play 300 days out of the year. To hardcore rock and rollers. And we like freaking math down like, okay, 65 days. That's like nine weeks of like freaking that he can take off. That would suck. I don't know. Why don't you fucking Brett Michaels rocker on the road and realize if I need to find someone that I, that could be my rock of love, they need to hang out with me on the road. <laughs> and thus, he thus created the idea of Rock of Love Bus, and then he made the ladies go check check out a show, and the after party was wild because some lady took the test tube freaking shot glasses and stuck it in her vagina, and someone drank from that test tube. I told while hanging you. Hanging out her freaking vagina. I told you that made me sick, and you had to bring it up. Well, it was pretty notable. That's pretty notable. And, like, these ladies were partying pretty wild, and, like, we got the first round of eliminations and stuff. And thus, we are here. That's pretty much it. Oh, yeah. and obviously, what? Brett starts off freaking meeting meeting the ladies by taking pictures of them. 
it's literally the same thing like the past season. See, I don't if think... If you know what the first episode goes, this is how yeah. it was. I still feel like some way that first season photo was shoot was just the most pervy. And it's specifically because they have the segment Well, we can where, also say this freaking like last episode's photo session was not as pervy, but it yeah. wasn't as like... It wasn't much no, to know. But note. that first season. It was pretty boring. Like, that, first season was stuck. That first season specifically has the part. Heather whipped out her tits. Where he's. OG uh, Heather. No, it's like where it's there's that specific part where he's just like. It's just a short montage of him. I'm like, oh, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, 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 oh. It's just like, what the fuck, man? All right, Edward. Sing the theme song. Hey, let me introduce myself. I'm going to get you off like there's no one else. Please, fuck. I, I thought I could remember. Please let me be your dirty secret. I'm your freak show baby. I'm your crazy train. Please let me be your rock of love. Rock of love. Rock of love. Don't worry, you'll get it by the end. I'm going to have to write this shit down. <laughs> it's okay, because you know what? I don't have to think about this for at least seven more days. So you know what? seven more days. Like, all right, because it's seven. Well, yeah, depending on when I watch it. But yeah, I, I'm going to Unless enjoy. you're just going to like, I'm going to hammer it out now. You know, unless you're going to spend the rest of the week, it's like, I'm just going to hammer out these notes unless now. I, unless I want to feel ex- uh, particularly self-hating and just every day while you're gone, just until next podcast, just watch every episode. So I just have the next 10 weeks already ready to go. Well, I would never like, do that, though. It'd be like nine weeks. Nine weeks, whatever. Actually, eight, because this is the second episode. Well, yeah, but like, there's like fourteen ep. There's like, there's thirteen episodes. Oh fuck, right? Ah, one, one, one ah! of <laughs> okay, it is ten weeks, but still on. So, Damn it! So it's the next the morning. harsh reality that we have to watch ten more weeks of Brett Michaels. So God, I wanted us. to keep watching movies. No, we're finishing this. <laughs> Don't be a bitch. I was totally down to go through the DMX discography, maybe even the Steven Seagal one. But no, you're like, bro, we're completionists. We're going to, it's where we got started. Plus, none of our other, other episodes get as much traffic as the Brett Michaels ones. Whatever. It's morning and yeah, the ladies morning. look like and feel like hell. They feel like hell. They're waking up. In a fucking hotel. And then what's her name? Farah, I think, is bummed because Gia's gone. The, who was the Daisy lookalike, I think. No, Gia was the fucking bad shot lady. Right. And yeah. she was part of the... Blunterage. Yeah, no, the Daisy lookalike was Nikki, a.k.a. who? DJ Lady Tribe. God, dude, if this was a week from now, I would have totally forgot. Oh dude, I was... Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. DJ Lady Tribe I was, was fucking ridiculous. Cr- I was listening back to our episode and just, bro, even just hearing it, that DJ Lady Tribe, that shit was crazy. DJ Lady Tribe. Hi, Jesus. <laughs> See, I can't really do it on this. It was it's, That's why I low-key like my recording on the phone, because I can just... The mics on the headphones, but this I gotta like. I gotta do, do, do this, or do. Yeah, you can't DJ Lady Tribe. Ah, oh, this microphone tastes weird. So yeah, everyone's well, waking. Trying to eat my fucking microphone. <laughs> so every everyone's waking up. Gal's putting on makeup. Farrah's like actually encouraging, like encouraging Megan to take initiative and try to talk to Brett. But Megan says Megan is the animal trainer, and I would have not have known. But I watched the freaking uh, episode. I listened to the ladies from Reality Graveyard as my freaking backup info to always have them catch stuff that I did not catch. 
And it's one of those things where it's like, oh, God, right. She was a freaking animal trainer. Yeah, and Megan here was just like, I, rem- I don't know. I don't feel like if Brett likes me enough, he'll come to me. And, like, if you watch these shows, it's like, nope, no, that's just death. Yeah. That never, ever works out. I remember she was an animal trainer because I'm good at my job. Well, Damn I it, suck I can't at do my it with job. one hand. I don't want to. But, yeah, so, but this is funny because she says that, you know, if he really wants to talk to me, he'll come talk to me. But then she also says at one point, she's like, but like, I respect him. So I don't want to just throw myself on him. And when she said, I respect him, I laughed. I was like, have you watched this show? Oh, as Ashley and Farrah both prove, they've watched this show when we get to the challenge this week. So the brunettes wake up. Marcia talks shit on Ashley. And then... As a rock rendition of Here Comes the Bride plays, the girls walk outside to the buses and see a note. I didn't write it down because it was 3 a.m. and I didn't give a shit. Well, you can pause and like look at it. At least I was able to. Oh, you to can't? I, I couldn't. It was on two. I watched it on 2B TV where it was HD, so I could have paused and written it. Rich kid, even though it's free. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you this the show is dropped in quality because this wasn't a poem. Oh. Okay, I thought there was you like already, a rhyme. Dude, the show already sucks second episode in, and this is one red flag of like how much this sucks. Brett didn't do a poem, but here. The no, first flag of this show is Brett Michaels. Well, that's just the flag of like <laughs> any of these shows. Yeah, so what did it say? <sighs> a note from Brett. Good morning, my faithful 15. <laughs> Damn it, you spit on my shit. God damn! I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I, I I spit water. I was taking a drink of water. Spit outside. I didn't hear the safe that. I didn't hear. I didn't hear him say that. They hear the lady who read it say that in the show. So when you say, "Cause I didn't give a shit," I was typing that. You don't got the fucking oh. COVID because you just spat over my shit. So I'm sorry. I'm yeah, so sorry. Oh. Yeah, keep going. Okay. Faithful 15. <laughs> Brett Michael. I gotta get his voice. Damn it. Hmm. Brett Michaels, 25 million, re- 25 million records sold. Ah, good morning, my faithful 15. Your next stop on a tour is Indianapolis, and it's time to see you rocking down the aisle. Write me your wedding vows. I wrote, for some reason, it like freaking went to my auto corrected the wedding cows. That's good. Write me your wedding vows and bring me a gift showing exactly who you are. The only way to be my be by my side is if I can see you as my bride. Pretty disappointing. These yeah. Pretty like, you know, interesting like poems and stuff. What the fuck is this? I like how he threw in Brett. there. I like how he threw in there and give me a wedding gift. I'm like, is he just trying to get free shit? Does he need free shit? No. Free oh, gift. shit. Oh, shit. I peaked. I'm sorry. I could hear that in my ear. So then Brett in the talking head says, though I've never made it down the aisle, marriage is never far from my mind. I'm like, I'm pretty. I'm like, so oh, yada- I'm kind of not surprised. So he, so yada, yeah. so yada, yada. Yeah. I want them to present their vows and gift to me. Brett Michaels style. I'm like, what the fuck is Brett Michaels style? So, and I, next is what oh, I have. Oh, I got a thing for Brittany. She had a talking head bit right now, ta- early a second ago, talking about the vows, and she says, "Check this out." Brittany was the retired former porn-, porn star. Yes, I'm really happy to tell the man that I'm truly in love with for the rest of my life. My wedding vows. I know that we can be a great team to inspire each other and 
fly on our beautiful wings of love and make the world a better place. I just wrote here in all caps, hurl. Dude, get murked. So most of the girl, the girls are trying to write their vows. Apparently it's like two hours. Like really from- the most like, yes, yeah, two hours. They have to write their vows. And literally the only highlight I got is that Marcia's not sure what to write. Yeah. But she also is like, I need to also be on my best behavior. behavior so I'm avoiding drinking. At least for today. Spoiler alert, she gets slammed in tequila later. Is it really two hours from Louisville, Kentucky to Indianapolis? I don't know. Friggin', uh, I'll look it up after you tell me Beverly is struggling in creative writing, too. Oh, yeah. I would rather do mainlier things than Brett. Like, ride a bull and wrestle a pig. <laughs> Where it's like, I can't write writing vows. It's like, I would rather right now freaking ride a bull and wrestle a pig. I'm like, well, it looks like you got a bigger dick than Brett. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, Constantina talks about how she wants to give him something really artsy and beautiful, but she's saying that in the talking heads that she's like dancing. So I guess, and which got confirmed later, I'm like, I guess she wants to belly dance. And yeah, she she belly dances. Then they show up to the- Constantina from the (laughs) Appalachian Hills where she is from. I swear they had to say that wrong. App- Cause isn't it like Appalachian? Appalachian, Appalachian. I can't say it. So they sh- Appalachian Hills. Are you good, bro? No, I'm fucking not. I'm reviewing Rock of Love. What kind of dumb fuck thinks I'm good? I said this like five minutes ago, but I wanted to keep watching movies. I like your pain though. It's, I said this back when me. we watched Samurai Cop. I told you, I'm like, I'd be totally down to just make the to like make to like make one of the focuses of the podcast shitty B movies and exploitation films. But you were like, rock love. So yeah, no, did it? So yeah, it is a two-hour drive from Louisville to really? Indianapolis. Oh, look at that! I didn't expect the show to have uh, accurate anything. So Brett greets them Boy, at the church. Fucking did what up, bitch? So Brett greets them. What are you, Brett's hype man now? I am Brett's. I fucking better be paid to be Brett's hype man. But you talked more shit on him than I have. Um, that's right. I'm Big James, bitch. What oh, up? God. So Brett greets Home them. Big James. <laughs> Brett greets ladies, them. ladies. <laughs> Come on now. Can I have your attention, please? Edward, do I have your attention? <laughs> Edward, tell me what's going on right now because I'm a little lost after looking up the directions to Louisville in Indianapolis. What's going on is I'm running off maybe five hours of sleep. Yes. And, and the only thing I've really had to eat is, uh, what was that? It w- was McDonald's and scrambled eggs, which I had later in the day because I woke up at like fucking 1130 and the first, and yeah. Anyway, so Brett greets him at the church and says, he says there's a bunch of wedding shit in the building and costumes they can wear. And he said the three. Did he not say the three girls that win get a date? Yes. Okay. No, you know what? I don't know why I said that because I was confused. Well, I'll get to that. So Kelsey says, well, I'm from. She says in her talking head. Well, I'm from Utah with like polygamy with like polygamy and Mormons. So I'm used to wedding vows. I was like, are you are you married? I guess dad got multiple honey. I guess Utah has a lot of polygamy and Brett likes Utah because it's easy to friggin be polygamous and not give a fuck. (laughs) Which is kind of ironic because I thought my old uh, 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 Mormon coworker Trevor told me that Utah was like the state that like ran the Mormons out. I don't know. The Mormons have a very interesting history. Mormons have a very interesting history. We live in California, so our Mormon 
friggin uh, interactions very little yeah i've like getting to mormon like areas and i'm like pretty confused but i was also <laughs> driving a very hunky weird car in the middle of fucking farmland and i just have these mormon children awkwardly staring at us and oh as i'm just brat, 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 having around <laughs> fucking out in the fucking fields Oh man. And I'm just like, wow, yeah, no, we're we're sticking out like a sort though. We're not in Kansas anymore, yeah, James. Yeah, as like they arrive to the chapel, I got a thing where Farrah goes like, God forgive me for being oh, yeah. a hot skank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big beautiful tits. Yeah, she she gives like a mock prayer to the Lord. I know. So and the, Ashley is like also is like, is that a school or church? Doesn't matter, I never learned how to read. So by the way, you're lucky you got tits, lady. Like those. By the way, those are very survive. Those are very essential to your survival. I'm gonna tell you right now. There's a couple times in my notes I wrote down Farah or Ashley when Farrah one, when one of them when one of them was talking. But I'm gonna be honest. I didn't realize till like three quarters of the way through the episode. I keep getting them mixed up because they look exactly the fucking same. Yeah. So I think sometimes because I think it was Ashley specifically. I was just straight up hating this episode, but far too. Oh, in some ways. so hateable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wrote a couple times like, man, fuck this Ashley. But then again, later uh, there was like 15, no, 10 minutes left. And I'm like, wait, is that far or Ashley? <laughs> Where am I on? But yeah, so they get to the costumes and bro, Beverly is just not stoked. They look like stripper costumes. Beverly even says she doesn't want to walk down the aisle looking like a hooker. But like freaking Ashley's going like, oh, you just what you need for Brett. She has this game on lock. She says Brett wants someone hot that uh, he wants someone hot that looks good with big tits. I'm like, fuck. She knows the game. She know understands the game. Oh, just peeps knocking outside. Oh, so no, I was like, sorry, listeners. We like paused because we just thought someone was knocking on our door, which is like, why? Well, that was actually must have been. This must have been Heaven's door. Yeah, dude, Axe was fucking coming after us. You talking shit on my piano playing, motherfuckers? Yo, I got no. Actually, I think his piano playing was like the best part of the shit. (laughs) Probably suck it, slash. Slash is a cool guy. Go fucking jack off on really, your guitar. I'm sorry with to deviate. Fucking, like, t- I want. I'm sorry to deviate. You know what I watched for the first time in years? Remember, I think it was like Married with Children. They had that shit where uh, uh, Ed Bundy and his boys are trying to get a band together, or whatever. Oh, and then they have like a bunch of famous musicians on. Like the standout for us in high school is because Megadeth did that. Uh, did oh, Dame Mustaine God, did that? that one. But then there's also like, like they're trying Joe, to get a, yeah, they're trying yeah. to get a guitar player. Like freaking Dave plays. And he's like, hey, you can yeah, slow down. Or, yeah, he's hey, like, to slow down. And Dave's like. Supposed to sound like that. <laughs> yeah, he's there. Um, who is it? Uh, Joe Walsh is there. Slash is the first one. Dusty Hill, the bassist for ZZ Top, who sadly passed away, uh, oh, was there. Bones. Yeah. Yeah, that was a fucking shock. But um, yes, yeah, so Brett looks like a oh a douche. Uh, I wrote Whoa, foosh by Brett, accident. Since here's the thing about like the past two seasons, they seem like they have very controlled AC environments. I didn't catch this, but thank God the reality graveyard ladies does. Cause they're like, you see a lot of these ladies in their stripper freaking bride suits just fanning away. I saw that. And then Brett also makes a comment too. It's like, yeah, I'm wearing like a very breathable freaking rock star like wedding like suit. I'm just like, he's wearing a fucking cut off sleeve freaking tuxedo shirt. We've seen this guy wear goofy fucking cow skin freaking shit. God, I swear. But then I realized. Wow, there must not be no AC ventilation in this damn friggin' chapel. It didn't look like it. First red flag. I'm tell- <laughs> Another, well, that second red flag yeah. already with this show as I, it drops the quality. Let me tell you, I've been in several churches before across my life, and let me tell you, most of them actually 
really good AC systems. We don't know about Indianapolis, though. Where the fuck they are at? So, Brett looks like the douche. I accidentally wrote foosh. The tank top part doesn't even look like... It, it just looks like it was, like, spray painted on. He says, weddings always Are you make- sure that's just not his fucking spray tan? <laughs> Brett says... He's looking pretty orange right there. <laughs> he was. I thought it was my... my I thought it was, like, my computer... set. My, 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 my TV settings. Like, maybe I had the color or the sharpness up too much. You're not alone. But he's orange. He's looking pretty orange. So the spray tan's coming off in this freaking humid heat. So back, Indianapolis. So back in the back, the girls are the girls are in the back, and there's like a shitty TV monitor that looks like it's right out of '98 WWF, and they watch all the people go up. So so Peggy Sue, yeah, it's like a really lady just with a freaking uh, Gibson Les Paul. Brett just goes like, Peggy Sue, play me a song. She plays the wedding march, and we first get Britney. Anything oh, else God. you want to say right there? No, just... <sighs> Who the fuck is Peggy Sue? <laughs> she just shows up and just starts ripping it on guitar. Sh- Bro, you seem like you forgot the show. Brett has just random people. Sometimes not accredited doctors. Peggy Sue... Strap shit to his <laughs> penis. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thing, that happened in the first season. The only thing I wrote here about Peggy Sue is like, huh? She kind of just looks like Joe Walsh with shorter hair. So Brittany's up first. Um, she says, she, she says in her talking head, she has an advantage because she's a singer songwriter. So she has a way with words. Oh God. So then she opens up. Does she ever? So check the series of events, everybody. So she reads off the first little bit with love in my eyes, heart and soul. I look at you this day and see my everything standing before me. And at this point, it cuts away to Brett. And he says, at this point, I look down and realize she has five pages of wedding vows. And thus, I said, there's five pages of wedding vows. That's a little overkill. But then I look at Brett's suffering and I laugh. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> Eat shit. Yep. <laughs> Uh, yes, I, I didn't write her the rest of her shit down because I'm like, There's bro, no that's bother. just excessive. I don't know if, it's did excessive. you bother writing all the vows? I didn't. I just wrote, I wrote down ones that were, I have notes on everybody, but I wrote down vows that particularly Well, next out. we have Farah. Oh my God. Farah comes out and she says to him, if you, mar- she's, I think her vows are word for word. If you marry me, a smoking hot blonde is what you're going to see. Twitch Brett says, oh, and, oh, I see. Oh, I and then see. she says, uh, we can party and have a great time. And occasionally, you can hit it from behind. Hi-o! Hi-o! Oh, and then she says, you have full access to my heart. And then Brett's like, yeah, but let's talk about the access to that uh, behind there. <laughs> and then next they just kind of, well, I got like, bro, they kind of just fired like some yeah, of these layers. The next- just like, boom, freaking like quick shot, boom, quick shot. Yeah, next gal that comes out just makes up with him makes up makes out with him next gal makes her i forget who this was but this one girl made her boobs bounce like buff juice heads on ventura beach yeah and yeah so she freaking pecked dancer boobs but heather can do that yeah but heather can do heather og heather can do that too yeah next gal says i'd love for us oh my god i forget again i don't know who this was i'd love for us to be wed i'll be a good wife and tear it up in bed Hi-o. Hi-o. He said hi. He didn't say it there, but he says hi like four times in this oh, episode. Oh, but Constantina. Uh, no, no. Actually, next was Marcia. She comes out and oh, says, I just told, "Yeah, dude. See, this must have been the fire." Yeah. No, no. It was really, it was really rapid. Yeah, it was just rapid fires. Constantina was like one they actually was like 
they put some time on. But tell me about yeah. Mars. Tell me about <laughs> the Brazilian dream. Marcia. She comes, she comes out and she says, I promise to cook you the most rocking food. Like, okay, there's like a two yeah. second pause. And then she says, and to never wear panties. Hi-yo. Hi-yo. Yeah, see, I didn't give a fuck about that. It's like, dude, I'm not going to bother. Sounds like his ideal woman. Hey, make me food and, and not have, wear underwear. So it's easy access for me to whip out my freaking old dude penis and put it in you. You know, I feel bad for those glam metal guys like Brett Michaels because we said this last week where so many of them where sex and their penises were, um, you know, um, their whole identity. Then the next couple years, they're going to be getting to the point in their lives where it's it's going to be hard for them to work it anymore. How do you know? Maybe maybe the freaking rock and roll lifestyle ED is not a thing. It's never a problem when you're Brett Michaels. Oh, really quick. Forgot to mention. Oh, big news in the glam metal world a couple Uh-oh. weeks ago. Um, original Quiet Riot bassist Rudy Salzo is rejoining the band. We should rat? see him on tour. No, Quiet Riot. Oh. We should see him on tour. I thought you were talking about Rat. No, a good glam metal band. Yeah, I'm on fucking crack right now. <laughs> so, yes. Um, so then after Marcia, then yes. Mistress Shanti over here, Constandina. Is belly dancing down the aisle with a black veil over her. And then I hated myself so much for this because then Brett says, she's the Taj Mahal. <laughs> I was like, God damn it. Fuck, why is Brett so why is Brett actually funny? I was I, He is hitting these goddamn zingers. Fuck you. I wanna hate you. But damn it, that was actually that actually made me laugh. Cause he's like the fucking Constantine is just bella dancing being hot and he's like, oh, Taj Mahayo. I'm like, God damn it, it was actually kinda clever. Fuck you. Fuck! I was actually ah! I was actually angry that at myself that I laughed. Like, like I'm not bullshitting you. I actually started to get a little mad. Like, actually, like, after I started laughing, I was, like, in a bad mood for a few minutes. Because I'm like, why the fuck did you laugh at that? Why the fuck did you laugh at that? Why the fuck did you? But then I rewound it, like, twice. And I was like, that's funny. Taj Mahal. hi this is like the one I time. I swear he must be coming self-aware with his jokes. This is like this is like the this is like the only time that that Hayo shit was ever like actually funny. Cause it threw me off. Hold on, I'm gonna say it one more time. Taj Mahal. Taj Mahal. <laughs> okay, that's it. So, so <coughs> Samantha next. Bless her. She's a nervous little thing. She says she promises to be easy and never complain. I just want to Samantha's nervous because everyone's looking hot and she's feeling the pressure of everyone looking hot. But I'm like, questionable on the hot. But if you like forget a porno, like heavy eyeliner and big fake boobs, then yeah, it could be nervous too. But yeah, she just bombs her vows. <laughs> I'd like to think. I felt sorry for poor Samantha. Yeah, me too. I think most uh, people feel that way they like that look but i feel like as folks get older some folks appreciate the subtlety and nuances about physicality and attractiveness of men and women and then yeah some people just want to fuck porn stars like some people eventually when they're our age they grow up and they're just like you know what i'm at a point where like looks are nice but i just want to get to know them feel like connect you know and then there's like you know little subtleties about makeup and blush they don't need to doll up their face and then some people and then you know some guys just want to you know uh uh, they just want to fuck uh, Asakira, and some guy girls just want to fuck. Uh, uh, who's a big buff guy? The bra- the ball Brazzers dude, because he's pretty in shape. The boy Johnny said. Yeah. All right, Beverly. 
Next is Beverly. She comes out barefoot, and then like she comes out. She's with, barefoot in jeans, wearing a freaking Fox motocross gear. Were they just called Fox? Yeah. Okay, because I remember. Because I was like, "What's that brand?" But yeah, it's like a it's a jacket. I thought it was a hoodie, but it's a jacket. And then Ashley is Ashley on the thing. Is just like she looks like a dude. I'm like no, but whatever. Beverly gifts him the motocross jacket, and then I. See, I wrote this stream of conscious because my notes say Beverly gives her a motocro- him a motocross jacket, and what the fuck? Why is there a blow up doll? Oh wait, yeah. Well, he didn't. Well, she didn't give Brett a freaking motocross. No, she, she gave him gave- a motocross helmet. Yes. and Brett was like, you know what? I'm pretty stoked. I like motocross. This is actually hitting me on a pretty stoked vibe. Yeah. Then Natasha has a blow up doll. Of I herself. I literally paused the video, <laughs> and I was like, I had to take a picture. It was like this is ridiculous. Do people understand what is going on here? I don't make up this shit. I'm just watching. And I'm like, homegirls just giving a dude a fucking see. This is what see. This is what Rock of Love does to your mind. It makes you feel like it makes you feel crazy, but it also makes you wonder. Wait, am I the only one that's not crazy, or are they the ones that aren't crazy? The show drives you crazy. So. Natasha, yes. the Canadian, the Canadian black lady that's having Canadian, just trying to create a, a Canadian escort, escort agency. Business. I know something worth to note. Yeah, gives bread a blow up. Arguably, oh, that, oh, that, that's supposed to be modeled off her. Arguably, the worst gift next is Mindy, who gives him a oh Mandy. A plaster. How's it going, Brett? I'm very competitive. <laughs> a pl- I also gave you a plastered mold of her torso. So you can always think of me, Brett. That's creepy. Dude, Mindy's got creepy eyes. Actually, no. You know what my creepy eyes next was was Melissa. I wrote here, fuck me, I wanted to cry. That was that picture I sent you. She pulls oh, out a $2 bill. This felt sad. I was more sad. Dude, the blow-up doll had more like, that was like, we've hit wackiness. Melissa pulls up a- This t- felt sad. Melissa pulls out a $2 bill and she says- when season two ended, I made a wish on this $2 bill. That wish has come true because I'm standing here with you, talking head. She says this $2 bill had been in her family for many, many years. And she says, so I gift you this $2 bill and I ask you make a wish on it so that all of your dreams can come true too. And I wrote here, are the producers that fucking desperate? I just was more like, dude, I got two $2 bills in my wallet and I haven't made a wish on either one. What the fuck am I doing? What? <laughs> Sorry, that's where I was. That's with. what you took away from this? Bro, this, lady, this, is, lady, this lady comes up with crazy eyes. It's like, oh, this $2 family, this dollar bill's like a family heirloom. And you're just like, and oh, yeah. bro, I should, I have $2 bills in my wallet. I should be making wishes, dog. Bro, her wish can't fucking true, though. She watched season two of Rock of Love and now she's on Rock of Love face to face. Well, Brett. Okay, fine. Start making wishes on your bills. You might meet Brett Michaels. Okay, I'm not wishing for Brett Michaels. <laughs> what the fuck are you on? I have better uh, wishes to do. I've been on a mental decline with this sh- uh, on I this spent- podcast, and you know what it was? It started with that shitty ass Steven Seagal movie we watched before last week. Because I don't know if you remember, there was a point where I was like just straight up getting angry. <laughs> 
on the show. Like there was a part specifically where, where I was like, yeah, so these guys come in, whatever. He's like, well, was there one guy or a couple guys? And it was like this. That? And I'm just like, I don't know. There was just some guys. <laughs> and this was and I, was, I, I just started apologizing. I'm like, well, I'm sorry. I'm not mad at you. Oh my, are you yelling in your house? Yeah. <laughs> Were your parents like concerned? Oh, mom was trying mom was trying to like watch something and dad was like cooking something on the grill. And you're just like, I don't know, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's just I was like, like, I don't know. There's just some guys. <laughs> we should change the name to instead of Dr. Death Danger Ray, we should change it to the fucking just two crazy guy two crazy guys a bit from last yes. week wait that wasn't even from last week it's last what? week to the listeners but that's for two days ago when we recorded and you did that act that shitty french accent i'm like oh it's like that sketch from snl dude we're still on the wedding vows bro ah okay i'm firing through this so next comes uh, so next comes megan actually the next is go by fast megan comes out the animal trainer she gives brett stuffed animals and the next is Britannia. And Brett is offended because he's a rock star. I'm like, I'm a rock star. Why would I get stuffed animals? I'm like, give them to your daughters. I mean, they're probably like teenagers, but yeah. No, not at that time. They're like young ladies. Oh, they are? Oh, well, still. Bro, they're like. Bro, I think Brett's daughters are like just a little bit younger than us. Oh, fuck. You got to think when the show was out. Oh, shit, you're right. How old were we in 2007? I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Next is Britannia. Britannia. Who, there's no other way to say this. She gives him her vaginal piercing. As she says, all right, Brett, I want you to figure out where this came from. She's like, as we become more and more friends, I'd like to give you this. And then maybe one day you can find out where it goes. And it was funny because there's a freaking like angelic glow like or the light effect from like Pulp Fiction's like briefcase and stuff. <laughs> it just glows in his face and Brett's like, oh shit, this is a vast piercing. No way. <laughs> no way. Next, next is Taya. She gives him pictures. Now she says these pictures are from like her first like main photo shoot or whatever. No, from her like penthouse. Like these are like her layouts. Her like uh, first layouts mm. for penthouse. Yeah, and then she framed I- nude pictures. And she apparently gives him the lingerie that uh, she wore for that shoot. Hi Hi all. And then uh, more adult entertainer shaming because you know. So for the winners, cutting... It was like, oh, Taya plays Ohio and Mighty, but she's all going around showing her naked body on magazines. I'm like, shut up, Ashley. I'm assuming that's Ashley. Yeah, I'm like... Every, know, everyone has been that so far pretty cool. Honestly, the only people I've so far like kind of hated are... I, I, I feel like um, Natasha gets a little mean sometimes, but honestly, the only ones I really hate are Farah and Ashley, which is a better ratio than the last one. Oh, God, yeah. But yeah, so we get to the part where he picks the winners, and he picks Taya because I, she's hot. She's hot. Britannia because she's hot. Hi-o. She's hot. And Farah because she's hot. And she talked about letting him pay, pay her but. I shouldn't ask this, but fuck it. Is anal even that cool? What? Well, because hit it from behind. That's referencing anal, and he seemed real stoked about this that. This is not a question to ask me. I have not done that act. I have not either. 
So to any of the listeners, you can comment and asking email James or just go on my Instagram and say, I'll hey, just bro. comment. Be like, yo, a- anal's the hype of shit, dog. And I'll go Fuego, bro. Fuego. <laughs> no, that's what you either type Fuego, then like five fire. Yes, emojis. go to my Instagram, Dr. Death Danger. We're at Dr. Death Danger. Pretty fucking simple. As you could just have see me do post stupid shit and you could tell me if you think anal's pretty fuego. That should be just just do that. Just comment anal's fuego. And I'll be like, hey, look at oh, that. Oh fuck, you know what the worst thing is? I don't know if you should do that because the way Instagram works is because when you get an Instagram when you got an Instagram and then I started following you, I know at least my mom got recommended. So if you tie so if people start commenting on your Instagram talking about how anal's fuego, there's a high chance my mom's gonna see that. Well, that's not oh fuck it. I don't care. Not your Instagram. Uh, Yo, true. just say it in Spanish or French. <laughs> Make it incognito. So Hi, bonjour. I like you know. Wait, I can look, fucking let me look that shit up. Tell me about like what goes on. Rest. So this is where the episode starts to kind of go off the rails because Brittany gets hurt as fuck. That she didn't get picked because she wrote five a fucking essay for wedding vows. I can't even write an essay on why I don't like Brett Michaels, let alone an essay on why I love him. But yeah, so they all go outside and there's like a fat fucking crowd out there. Yeah, yeah. Like they pop out, like they literally pop outside. Like, is these the people that are going to Brett Michaels' show later this evening? But it's really what's really weird to me is that Brett gets in his private bus, but the dates don't go with him. But on the back of his bus, they've got like the cans tied to it, and they've got the just married thing on the back. Oh yeah, there was actually one funny line that Brett had earlier. I forgot to mention when all the girls uh, were walking in for him to give his decision on who won. He went. Ah, my future ex-wives. That was a little funny. Oh, hey. The fuck? What? Anel es fuego. There, that's what you say in French. God damn it, France. So, the shit with Britney... She's having a mental breakdown on this bus. Like, dude, she's fucking going down and, like, all the other fucking blonde like, ladies. I wanted to hang out with him and he's like, am I not good enough? And then someone was like, well, he didn't like your vows, so he didn't pick you. That's, that's just, that's just how it goes. And then she goes, that is so fucked up. <laughs> so fucked up. I just know I have Ashley just bitching. He's like, bitch, 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 bitch. And then Natasha's like, bro, shut the fuck up. And just like, close your curtains to your bunk. Uh, I will. Yeah, and then she does that, and then some more stuff happens, and then it gets to a point where she's crying, and she's just like, just like, I don't really appreciate getting talked all this shit, especially by people I thought were my friends. And Natasha's a savage, is like, I don't give a fuck. Oh, she doesn't. So then they get to the hotel, and then I wrote here, what the fuck, there's a room with a spaceship and a car, and what the fuck? But what? it looks so bad and cheap. It looks really cheap, I yeah. I feel so sorry for these ladies. Like... The quality of like how the show looks is dropping dramatically. It's bad. En- it's bad enough that they don't that they have to sleep on buses. But I was like, okay, they go to hotels and at least the hotels nice bed. The hotels aren't even consistent. I'm like, do you think when Brett Michaels is touring 300 days out of the year, do you think he's getting a, a shitty spaceship bed? Like he's trying to be the shit at the end of Space Odyssey? No, he's getting a nice like he's getting a nice like 600 thread count kings. 
size. So, ladies, Brett wants you to come outside, (sighs) have some dinner. Brett calls him out. There's dinner. Then they have like a mock wedding reception. Yeah, yeah, that's the idea. It was very short, but then Brett just has a line of ladies just giving him lap dances. Yeah, and then Brittany gets pit- no real standouts. It's it's women. No it's women grinding on Brett. I've had to watch that for a year. Yeah, so it's like, but freaking. Only thing to note is that Brittany is like, oh, everyone's doing this. Like, yeah, I'm she's- gonna show them. So Brittany goes off to her room. Yeah, she gets an eeny ditty beady bikini on. And she comes out, and she, like, crushes Brett's dick. She's pretty brutal. She's doing the pile drive vag in your face shit. She she gave Brett a dick flattening. Basically, dude. So, she yeah, freaking plowed that shit it over. It was kind of funny because uh, Brittany gets pissed. She's like, I feel like he's giving these other women a butt. Is someone playing Crazy Train? Yeah, dude. We got fucking, like, butt rock next to us. I'll don't call Ozzy butt rock. Okay, I won't. He, Ozzy's better than that. Okay, but yeah, there's like some crazy train. Going and then on I next think, door. and again, I think this is Farah or Ashley. I think it's Ashley. Um, uh, uh, Brittany comes out in her bikini, and she's like, "I didn't know they made bikinis in size fat fuck." And I wrote here, "That's horrible." Th- oh, I thought you you laughed, didn't you? There's a well. I la- no. When I watched it, that's horrible. Oh, but, but right now with us <laughs> in the room, reviewing, it's like, bitch, God, I hate it. Why is that funny? Oh, I wrote here. I could say that to my friends, it'd be hilarious. <laughs> but to ladies, though, that's horrible. Yeah, I would never say. I would never say that to a lady. But bro, like I wrote here, I do not like Ashley. Unless I fucking hate the lady, then I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I wrote here, I'm like, bro, I do not like Ashley. I'm like, this is, I wrote here specifically, this is like the shit with you with Destiny in season two. Every time Ashley talks, I'm like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, every time like Destiny talks, I was like, shut so Brittany the does fuck a sexy up. dance. I don't think she looks bad. Again, Ashley calls her fat, but I don't think she's fat at all. But yeah, but uh, they pan the cameras around and everyone's like, well, she's Ew. not as like fucking skinny as like Ashley, dude. Ashley's hella skinny. I think she looks better though with 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 that with that meat on her. I mean, I'm not trying to sound like a perv. I thought I think Brittany looks. Have good. you seen this fucking show? Oh yeah, that's the biggest perv of them all. Yeah, if women are if women don't think women look like men or don't look like men, then it's just a bunch of shameless body shaming. So Brittany does her sexy dance, and then everyone leaves to like go to another room, and then Brett does his stupid VIP gimmick pass gimmick from last season. Yeah, last season they did a weird dance off for like Brett to give like three ladies VIP gimmicks so that like anytime they could drop off that VIP, this was the and they could take <clears throat> Brett away. But this. Was fucking dumb. This was the angriest I think I've gotten at this show in a long time. And I'll explain to you why. Follow me on the journey. He's got three VIP passes. And he's like, we're going to play a little game called Are You Smarter Than a Rockstar? Which, honestly, probably, yeah. But, so, yeah, stupid trivia show. I wrote here, I'm like, but wait, what about the fucking date? But they do it tomorrow. So, question one. Big John's asking the questions. Which, at least this was nice. Have Big John get some screen time. He says... Some months have 31 days out of the year. Some have 30. Which months out of the year have 28? And everyone's like, oh, well, February, February, February. He's like, nope, nope. And, and Brett looks at him and he's like, well, what, what's the answer? And Big John looks at Brett and goes, every month has 28 days. And Brett's like, ah, fuck. Ah, trick, trick question. So no one gets that. Uh, question two. If Brett has 16 groupies on a bus, 
Three get drunk and pass out. How many menage a trois, speaking of French, can he have? And then, but then the women are supposed to be doing this, but then Brett's just like answering the question. He's just like they're like, all yelling out answers, and Brett just goes like, "No, six and a half." And, and, then, like, he, that, and, and then he mans. And then he mansplains the math behind it. I don't mean math like mansplains saying it like seriously, but like, yeah, no, he's like, well, you see, because I know how this works uh, because I'm a nausea on twice. I'm like, oh, whatever. So question three. Like, Brett, please stop. If question, if question three. If there's six beers on the floor and you take four away and you take away four, how many do you have? And they're like, two, two, two. <clears throat> and then Brett's like, no, you have four beers. Because you took him. It's like, ah, it's like, this is okay. So Brett has two points. Question four, something about jelly beans and, ca- and cat fights, but Taya gets the question. Question five, what does it mean if a band is a sextuplet? No one gets it. Question six, poison was founded in what state? Taya answers, who got the last question right. She says, uh, she yells out Pennsylvania, because I guess she's from there too. Brittany, and then Brittany throws a bitch fit. I shouted out correct answers. I said Pennsylvania, and Brett just didn't award me the points. He just ignored me. And then not paying attention to me. And then question seven. If three groupies, eight uh, fans, and one rock star order a jet, and I don't even know... I, I wrote here just fucking fuck it because what all that really happens is Britannia just walks up and kisses Brett because Britannia is like okay I'm not smart enough for this I'm not gonna think for, I'm just gonna go up and just smash face with them and then Brett's like well just fuck it I'll pick and then I wrote here I wrote all those questions down for nothing <laughs> oh I was actually angry I pot I people were asleep but I was like hitting I hit. My TV, uh, my my thing, my desk's on a few times. I'm like, I'm just like, I'm like, mm, I'm trying not to explode. That's why I read through all that because I wanted you all to 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 go through the fallacy with me. It's I recounted that because it's my job. I guess it's not a job. I don't get paid for it, but it's my job. And I was like, okay. But then I was like, well, fuck. But I was like, you know what? I have pride in myself as a D-list podcaster. I'm going to keep these notes and I'm going to read them because I worked really hard on them because I had to pause a lot and I had to rewind a bunch and there was a lot of yelling and it was really late and I was hungry. I really just wanted to be playing Yakuza. Yeah, so anyway, this uh, I didn't like this. Yeah, I so, just wrote down, this just came <coughs> off as a bunch of nonsense, not worth writing filler. notes for. This felt like filler. And then Britannia just smashed face with Brett and Brett just gives his VIPs to who he thinks is hot who is hot and who is into it and i am laughing at edward right now for putting it all that much effort do you see the nothing. sweat yeah well it's a hot room i feel like dylan last night when he was exerting so much energy as he was sitting, sitting. and playing guitar <laughs> bro i have to fucking piss anything you want to do we need it do you think it's a good spot or do you want he gives to- the passes to he gives the passes to britannia taya and natasha fuck it just you're solo you got this but I'm not. I'm. But but I need you to play off of. Otherwise, I'm just awkward and Pretend weird. Pretend to be me. Pretend to be me. Oh, okay. Just be like you're talking to me, and then just do a shitty impersonating me. It might be funny. <laughs> I might laugh later. Okay. Come on. So what happens? So what happens next is oh, they're playing Hair of the Dog by Nazareth now. So now the drama continues. Natasha talks shit on Brittany. 
And if James here be like, oh, bro, Natasha was going fucking savage on Britney. And be like, yes. Uh, at one point, this was weird. She said something to the effect of something like, hey, don't come at me. You know, I'll make someone want to commit suicide. So her and Britney go at it. And fuck, I wish James was here. Because, bro, Britney looks at Natasha in the eyes and tells her word for word, you just got a pass because you're black. <laughs> oh my God. I, 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 I flipped out when I saw that. I couldn't believe that that was happening. Uh, let me see if James is here. He's like, he was like, bro, I saw that. And I was just like, what the fuck? And I, yeah, I don't know. I'm too tired to really think how he thinks, which is weird because Bring I'm smarter than him. What up? I'm back. Oh, at the part where, uh, where, uh, Brittany yelled at Natasha. Oh, see, I came back in golden time where Woo! she, where she said, you just got a pass because you're black. And that there, I just went, Oh God. <laughs> Brittany has lost all face that she can have. Brittany has no face now. And oh, it gets even better. So Natasha flips out. They're yelling at each other. And then Natasha calls Brittany racist. And Brittany's like, racist? My grandfather is black. And in the talking head, she says, my grandfather is just like this. My grandfather is African-American and he's a beautiful black man. I just know Natasha's face was just like, well, this lady has lost it. Now, listen, I'm not going to get into that whole, you know, genetics thing to where, you know, whatever, uh, because, you know, growing up a half breed, I know what it's like to deal with that. So I'm not going to take that away from Brittany. What I am going to say is you can't say you can't. No, no, don't do this. Nobody do this. Just don't. I rewound this like eight times. And it was more like five. But still, I rewound this like five times. Because I just couldn't believe it. It's like, you just got to pass because you're black. My grandfather is a is a, is a beautiful African-American man. Uh, a beautiful black man. It's just... Oh, fuck. So now it's the next morning. It's date day. They go to a pumpkin patch. Brett sees them walk up. Oh, wait, this is where he says that my future ex-wives, bitch. Shit. Oh, see? See, fucking... Wow. I'm ready for this podcast to be over, not gonna lie. Yeah. But whatever. I, I've been so yelling... So after the fucking crazy, like, you know... This is all your fault. I just... I wanted to keep watching movies. Yeah, so after porno, Brittany had a breakdown and stuff. I'm just, I'll just sit, let me just like, I'm trying to catch my bearings. Sorry for repeating listeners. No, we're at the, the winner's date. date. Yeah. As they drive up, they're like taking an hour to get out there. Just driving through all this farmland and stuff. And this here was like the fourth time I realized the quality of the show has dropped. Cause when like they go on dates, they usually look really nice. Even out in nature, it was like up in like cool, sick, deserty hills and yeah. stuff with like trees. You can almost say they excel at those outdoors. But ones. then you realize everything looks flat. <clears throat> this is what America looks like. That isn't in California. And that's just the Midwest, bro. Yeah, I'm just like, wow, the quality of the look of the show is dropped. Thanks, Indianapolis, you ruined Rock of Love. <laughs> and then like the ladies walk up and then Brett 
fucking says another goddamn zinger. It actually makes me laugh. Oh, look. My future ex-wives. Yeah. And I'm just like, I hate you. Why are you so funny right now? <laughs> no. So at one point. Stop it. So at one I refuse to like <clears throat> you. Mm. So, at one, <clears throat> so at one point he says he had to decide between taking them here to Louis Vuitton. To a Louis Vuitton factory. It's like I could take them to a lovely Louis Vuitton factory where they can grab whatever nice Louis Vuitton bag they want. Even the two, even the $22,000 airplane bag, maybe. Oh, yeah. Or... I could take it for a hot, sexy hayride. And I'm like, two of those things are happening. It's hot, and it's a hayride. Yeah. Sexy it is not. No. They go on a tractor ride, and I guess it gets ruined by hornets. Or like, just bugs are flying. Yeah. It's just like, wow, great date, Brett. It's like, as Brett's like flexing, yeah, I could have flown you guys to France, get you a Louis Vuitton factory, get you ladies nice stuff. But, but a hot, sexy hayride, though. You can't beat that. And I'm like, shut up, Brett. I mean, fuck, some of the dates of season two were lacking compared to season one, but they still, I mean, they did motocross. They drove fast cars. There was a, they went riding motorcycles. I don't know, maybe the dates will get better as the season goes on. But this is already, I'm like. This is what, red flag number 12? God fucking hell, yeah. So then they're at the pic... They're, they have a picnic. They ha- they're they at the picnic. He's like... He's trying to do his usual thing. So tell you, what kind of music do you like? And then she says... Oh, you know, I like Jamie Taylor and Bonnie Ray. I have kind of an eclectic taste of music. Did she say Jamie Taylor? I thought she said James, James Taylor. James Taylor, yeah. Bro, you know who likes Bonnie Raitt? Who? My dad. I have not listened to Bonnie Raitt. She's, she's good. She's got some good hits. I don't know if she's remind got any real deep ch- cuts. I don't know. Remind me to check her out once we're done uh, here. Yeah, yeah. No, I'll, I'll, I'll link you some songs. So, Britannia. So, Taya's just talking. Like, there's no hot flirtiness going on. They're just talking about music tastes, right? Simple stuff. But Britannia is like, man, fuck this bitch. So, you, she uses her VIP pass, like, right now. Which is like, I don't know if it's a smart or a dumb mood. Cause like, I think it was here's dumb. The thing, in like these group conversations, <laughs> obviously like Taya's the one that is actually related to Brett. So Britannia's like, I fuck, I can't beat, I can't beat someone. I don't listen I to James Taylor. I can't beat a woman with a personality. What's this James Taylor? I gotta use my, <laughs> I gotta use my VIP pass. It's Who's what Bonnie I Bonnie Raitt. I gotta get my VIP pass for getting, make Brett feel like he can like figure out where that person came from. And it's my vagina. But the thing is, is like, from what we see, they don't really talk about anything. They just like have a conversation about having a conversation. Then the other two are sitting away for a while, but then they just walk over and then everybody leaves. It was really awkward. Huh. So with the rejected girls, they're all partying. Oh, 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 oh. You want to talk about something that pissed me off? Uh, Ashley and Marcia are just friends now. Yeah. Marcia's like, oh, yeah, it turns out me and Ashley have a lot in common, so we're like best friends now. She's great. But in the talking heads, earlier in the episode, in episode one, they were still talking shit on each other. But now, when you're hanging out like this sad pool out in the middle of Indianapolis, it's a we're so hotel. used to nice mansion pools that look like pretty cool to hang out. This looks like a sad fucking like. Five-star hotel pool that they're at. It's an unfortunate state of affairs. It is. And yes, Marcia and Ashley, who are mortal enemies, 
You gotta remember, Marcia was the one last episode was trying to choke out Ashley like nails from WWF. Yeah. Die! Or ah, you stupid blonde bimbo bitch! Ah! You just want. Ah! You just wanted an excuse to choke the mic again. Yeah, isn't that shit funny? Didn't uh, didn't Greg didn't uh, Greg Gonzalez do that too? Their iconic match in New Japan, the two of them against yeah, each other. Yeah, they literally were just choking each other out. Freaking Marcia and her freaking watching her nails matches. So Melissa's pissed, and when Brett gets back, by the way, do it again. <laughs> I was gonna go like I was gonna try to see if I remember just like a nails fucking um because he had the freaking like voice modulated promos. He's like, boss man. <laughs> ah fuck! What are you doing, nails or Shockmaster? <laughs> Sting, I will help you. So vicious. <laughs> I will destroy. Or however the fuck. So vicious. I will destroy you. I am the Shockmaster. <laughs> Did you know that's Arn Anderson doing that? He's the one voicing Shockmaster. Boss man, oh no, you locked me up. I've been here for years. I've done nothing wrong, boss man. I will murder you, boss man. I've been here uh, for years. <laughs> I've been here for years. Years! Bro, we're approaching levels of delirium that aren't possible. He, James is almost falling out of his fucking chair. See, I told you. I told you this was going to happen. If we review this fucking show this close together, it's either going to be insane magic or it's going to be our worst show. Oh, this is a pretty horrible fucking dark show. Your face show. is so pink. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> After fucking Boss Man and Marcia. <laughs> I mean, Boss Man and Ashley. You mean Boss Man and, uh, no, you mean Gonzalez and Nails? Oh, Ashley's like hella fucking tall. <laughs> no, I don't. No, they're, they're sh- okay. All right, I think so, now Brett's doing some last round talking. Yeah, so what happens is Melissa. Oh, fuck, I'm like peeking the fuck out. So what happens is Melissa Did goes. I fuck up my mic. Check. <laughs> We're strangling it. Check, check. No, I think it's good. So what happens next is. Maybe I'm just laughing too hard. Melissa, Melissa goes to Brett's bus to talk to him. But I wrote here, that's the thing. She goes to Brett's bus, but I guess they're back. We didn't see Brett and them come back. She just goes up to his bus. And to summarize. Holy sh- Shit, you're yeah, right. Yeah, we didn't see him come back. She just walks out, and then, oh, look, there's Brett's bus. We didn't even see the other girls interact you know with any of them. Spoiler alert, we didn't even see Brett perform a fucking show this episode. Yeah, I was kind of assuming there was going to be a show every week. Rip. That must have been too hard for them to do. Too hard for Brent Michaels. So I'm going to summarize. Melissa's talking to her, and she goes up to him. She basically Talking thinks, to her? Well, Brent Michaels does look like a chick. Fuck. She goes talking to him, and she basically says, I think you should send me home. And I wrote here, I roll my fucking eyes, bro. He convinces her to stay, and he's like, you know what? I need to talk to some other women. So then he brings in Marcia. I talk- boss man. <laughs> Actually, no nails. Nails, yeah. She's the one choking. Talk to Marcia. <laughs> Fine, go. I keep go. laughing. God damn it. Brett, I've been in the cast for days now. Talk to me. <laughs> I've been here for days. I've been here for days, Brett Michaels. I'm going to get you, Brett Michaels. I'm going to snoo snoo. You're going to play with, play with my titties, Brett Michaels. Are we the best podcast or the worst podcast? No, we're pretty fucking horrible. 
New Jumper, No Jumper is a pretty solid podcast. Who is? No Jumper. Oh, um, best podcast in the world. Oh, that's right. That's what they say. Yeah, that's what he opens up with. And then there's Joe Rogan, Yo, which I you, think is technically the best. Do podcast. you do DMT, bro? No. You want to meet Socrates, bro? So you want me soccer juice, bro? Brett. Love me, Brett. Bro, James. I've been locked James. in the bus for three days now, Brett. James, what if you did DMT, but instead of apparently the purple figure or Socrates or the secrets of the universe, what if you, what if instead, hello, James, I am the shock master. I don't know if that'd be a good trip or a bad trip, but it'll be a great trip. Okay, so... I was finished this fucking so yeah. Show. Talks to, so yeah, he talks to Marcy and he's like, he feels like the party should slow down for them to connect. He talks to Constantina and she tells him how she thinks about sex all day. Initially, he's like, oh yeah, but then she says she took a religious vow to not have sex all the way for of, three years. Her body is her temple, and then Brett goes like, "How long ago did you take this commitment? <laughs> this better not have been like like a month ago." Yeah. Her body's a temple, James. Yeah, so how you sped through is basically how they sped through. This was yeah, some fucking yeah. speed dating here. Then last is Brittany, and she like opens up to him about how she wanted to go home. And then she's like, ramble, ramble, ramble. And then he's like, you, and he's like you when you need to cut off a phone call. He's like, uh, hey, I'm sorry to cut you off, but it's elimination time. Yeah, you know, I'm specifically remembering when we were reviewing uh, We Sold Our Souls, and then the guy calls you about the room yeah yeah and you're just like hey i'm in the middle of a podcast so i actually gotta go he's like all right talk to you let click <laughs> so now it's elimination time do you want to just skip to who he saves Nah, i always feel like it's fun to talk well okay where the fuck are we elimination time yeah i know dude i'm trying to figure that out this is the part where he sends women home well okay it's the crux of the reality show so, at elimination... I'm sorry, I don't mean to get so angry at you. Who knows? We're both hungry. <laughs> we both want to get out of here. Hungry? I said angry. I'm not hungry at you. Well, I'm hungry. I'm not hungry for you, James. Well, I'm hungry for food. I'm hungry for you to get the fuck out of here so I can go home and eat. <laughs> okay, well... So, eliminations. Yes. Holy fuck. He saves Britannia first. Then he saves Taya. Because vag piercing and oh, yeah, penthouse yeah. boobs. Yes. Then he saves uh, Natasha... Because, well, she's VIP. And then he saves Farrah because he could, Farrah will allow him to plow her in the behind. And then he saves Ashley because, I don't know, hot blonde. Hot. Then Kelsey. Then Beverly. Because Utah polygamy. (laughs) Then Beverly because uh, she's a cute tomboy. Yeah. She fucking vibes with Brett. It's like, hey, dude, we can slam beers, go fucking motocross, and then you can ram me in my asshole because you're more manlier than me. (laughs) Peg of love. <laughs> hey, show you oh, things no, 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 I'm no, 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 see. No, shut up, please. That's my backstage pass. Ride my, my limousine. <laughs> no, he'll ride her limousine. All right, your limousine. Okay, next was Mindy. So, next was Mindy. Who did he save next? Because he like mumbled the name. I rewound it like five times. I think I it's Mindy. It. No, he saves Mindy. Then he saves like someone else. I thought. What? Yeah. After what? Mindy, he says someone else. I swear to God. Oh, you mean after Mindy? Yeah. Oh, that's Maria. Okay. He like mumbled the name. He was like Maria. 
And I'm like, oh, whatever. Well, Mindy, because she gave Brett a plaster of her boobs. Yeah. Maria, because she is near Brett's age and is a retired model. Yeah. She's most likely taller than him. See, that's the weird thing. Brett's short. Yeah. And we can laugh at him. See, that's the weird thing about Brett. I feel like he consistently vibes better with women his age. But he still just wants those hot, young, sexy things. He wants hot, young, sexy things or tomboys to plow him in the asshole. <laughs> so to summarize the rest of this. So he calls down. Mar- There's six left or whatever. He calls down Marcia, Brittany and Melissa. And he basically tells him as soon as he's like, Brittany, you're whiny. Melissa, you're kind of a wimp. And Marcia, you're nuts. But what? I like you three. So you can stay. See, I put it down as Brittany is a kind of a is well is a drama magnet. Yeah. Melissa is like a planner and wants to go home, which you know that confuses Brett, but also turns him on. I want to go home. Well, that makes me want to keep you more. Yeah. And then Marcia is a fire. Is that entrapment? Yeah. And then right here, Marcia is just like you know joking around, all having fun and stuff. And Brett's like. You're kind of a firecracker. It almost seems like you've gotten an altercation with almost all these ladies here. Fuck, even even the janitor. Yeah. So it's like, but she just gave she's part. But you know what? I like you. You seem fun. I'm yeah. gonna keep you. So really quick, no seriously, the thing about Melissa, she wants to go home, but he's still keeping her around. Isn't that entrapment? Maybe. <laughs> so yeah. So he ends up Whoa. sending home. None of them had the balls like London and Daisy Love, where he's like, Oh my god. Where yeah. he's like, Fuck this show. I'm out of here. Like, you can leave, but Daisy's like, no. And then, like, when it's time for eliminations, he's like, I'm not taking that pass, so. Sorry, Daisy. I'm actually Bye. a little. I'm actually a little. Bye, boys. I'm actually a little. Pack, you're the dude. I'm actually a little bummed that IRL, they didn't work out because they seem so in love. You're the so man now, dog. <laughs> you're, the, you're the man now, dog. You're the man now, dog. So he sends home Constantina, Samantha, and who was the other one? See, uh, I have right here is Constantina. I thought, oh, actually, well, I just got more quotes. Uh, he sent home Constantina, Samantha, and Megan. And Constantina just says, I thought this was rock of love, not rock of fuck. And I just <laughs> sat there just like. Have you watched this show? Yeah, seriously. Have you done your homework? The show has had two seasons. Two successful seasons. Are you sure you didn't do your homework? VH1. They're able to find people that somehow not watch television. <laughs> Actually, not harder than you think. Yeah. And then we get a credits of like peeps hanging out in the hallway, just having conversations. But I guess someone accidentally spit in someone's drink. That's what I got from Rowdy Graveyard. And that's it for the episode. We're fucking done. Fuck this goddamn show. Holy fuck. Yeah, um, um, is this the worst episode we've ever watched? See, I don't even know if it's that bad, but it's just we're so quickly Dumb. removed from the other one. Bro. Yeah. It's fuck the yeah. show. Fuck is, the show. Well, the show's declining quality really quick. Yeah. Well, at least next episode, we get Lacey and what? Ice Hockey or something. I fucking see her. Because she has more charisma than all these ladies. Yeah. She's more interesting, and she like fights for fights with Peta. I don't know why. Wait, for for Peta. Yeah, she fights for Peta. Yeah, no, this show really sucks. Fuck this show. Let's go home. Hey, don't worry. For you listeners, I'm not uploading this night. I most likely am going to do a delay upload. Yeah. So you get it at regular times. For us, we're not watching this shit for fucking eleven days. Yeah. Ish. I don't know when the fuck you watch it. 
I try to watch it at least on Wednesday, so that gives me two, three days to get through it. But honestly, sometimes I won't do it till Thursday or even Friday. I most times just like do the shit the day of and then come in and podcast so I'm fresh already remembering the fucking evil pain and well, misery. Well, I usually take more detailed notes, but to, this time I was like, man, fuck the details. Well, and then they make the podcast suffer. Yeah. Hope not. Hope not. The only good thing about this podcast right now is Guns N' Roses. Well, that's the most, like, enjoyable thing for us. Yeah. For you listeners, I hope our pain and suffering is awesome for you. All right. Let's wrap this shit up. This is the Dr. Danger Radio Show with their host, Boss Man, James, and Ed Boy. I'm Edward. Adios. Shit.